Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Yeah. From the Kiss 92.5 studios in Toronto. Oh, Yes. And Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. Just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. The uh, corpse flower oh, over yeah. the zoo. The one that, when it opens up, it just l- legit smells like death. Yeah, like a dead body. So Maury was there. And I got a bunch of people who DM on Instagram and also on Twitter. Yeah. Because they had like the, the live feed, the camera. Faced right at the at the at the flower for okay. when it was about to open, yeah. And all you see is Maury standing right next to him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was, it's amazing. How close could you get to the flower? Um, I would say like if you were the flower, just tell me, tell people just, in, in a measurement. I'm not good at that. No, tell so, people in a measurement. You, like, you go back to your microphone so people can hear you. Like I would say, like <laughs> okay, two feet, maybe okay. just under. Show two me, feet. show me two feet with your hands. Oh, no. I can show you two feet with my feet. No, show me two feet yeah, with your hands. Yeah, you know hands. what? Show them two feet with your feet. Yeah. Okay. okay. One, yeah. No, then... no, no, no. No, that's not... Your foot is not a foot, Maury. My foot is a foot. No, your foot is not a foot. Okay, so like two feet. Okay, but how much is two feet? Show me with your hands. Okay, so... No, that's a hand. <laughs> show me... Take your two fingers and put them in the air and like show me what you think Two feet is... Oh, like with my pointies. Yes. One foot. Okay, yeah. And then two foot. (laughs) (laughs) How big do you think your feet are? Do you think your foot's a foot? I think my foot is probably like three quarters of a foot. Three quarters of a foot. Okay. What's three quarters of a foot? Like No, no, no. In measurements. Three quarters. Okay, well then it would... Whoa. (laughs) Hold on. Here. Okay, so if a foot is like this, yeah, no, okay, but how big is? How, how, big? how about it exact? Because okay. a foot is, yeah, not how about it is. Okay, a foot is, yes, this. Okay, uh, so no, no, how much? How, how do you measure a foot? Um, great question. Okay, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like trying to solve some sort of philosophical thing that's never been solved before here. Uh-huh. How do you measure a foot? A foot is measured in what? A foot is measured in, I'm going to say, generally, generally, yeah, a foot is measured in hands. <laughs> Can I say inches? Sure, you could if you wanted okay. to, because that's the measurement of measurement, not liquid. So a foot is 12 inches because. Yeah. How much, is a, how much is a foot in liters? A foot in liters would be two I'm kidding. Two 12, 12 inches. <laughs> yeah. Two cups equals one foot. <laughs> let him continue. <laughs> two cups equals one foot. Uh, now you're right about cups. that. Okay, so, uh, so you got 12 inches in a foot. If yes. your foot is three quarters of a foot, 
How big is your foot? Well, six would be half. If your foot is three quarters, if you're eight. What? Nine, 10, 11, 12. Okay. Eight inches. Eight inches. What's, okay, so what, break down 12 inches in quarters. If you say 25, I'm going to quit the show right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, what? Okay. Way too early for eight inches. Mori looks like the emoji that has like just eyes and like no mouth. Just a blank stare. It's way too early for a thinking headache. Oh, God. So what's, what's three quarters of a foot in inches? Three quarters of a foot in inches is eight inches. Okay. Are you sure about that? Thousand percent. Okay. Thousand, there's no such thing as a thousand percent when it comes to this stuff. I you think, can be, I think you can be 100% gonna, right. I think let's just focus on one argument at a time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Man, everyone was talking about this corpse flower last week, huh? Yeah. If you like the smell of rotting flesh. Oh, who doesn't? You were in luck this weekend. Uh, when did it start to bloom, Maury? This is the corpse flower that they have at the Toronto Zoo. I don't understand. I don't know I, the science behind this. I don't know, or I guess the not, yeah, why it smells so bad to attract bugs. So that's why told. it smells so bad. Yeah, to attract bugs. And right. It bloomed late Thursday night. Yeah, and uh, ended Friday afternoon. So you had a when very it blooms, small window. When it blooms, it's only that way for like, I think, 8 to 36 hours, and then that's it. And by the time I got there, um, at this point, there was still a strong smell, but it was sort of poofs of odor, right? So it would come and go. Right, just like you. <laughs> uh, and uh, people lined up for this, right? It was a huge so, line. So everybody lined up to smell a flower that smells like feces and rotting flesh. Yes. Uh, so wow. before before we get to that, wow. let's get the full explanation of the flower. This is Paul uh, Galatly. Who's this? Who's Paul Galatly? So he He's works from- in the greenhouse. He's in okay. charge of the greenhouse. Gotcha. Uh, so this flower is called the corpse flower, or Amorphophallus titanum. Oh. Uh, it is a uh, threatened species from Indonesia, Sumatra. Uh, our particular specimen is way ahead of schedule. We are four to five years early for a bloom. Wow. It, that's almost unheard of. Uh, it, it, I guess we have a keener, for lack of a better term. Uh, so it is a little bit smaller than some other corpse flowers around the world, but every single time one of these blooms, it's an event. Uh, they only bloom sporadically every 10 to 15 years, oh and that is God. sporadic. So we may not have another bloom here for a decade or more. So we gotta wait 10 Holy. plus years God, for the next flower? This huh? is almost like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Well, well, if, yeah. not if it's 10 to 15 years and blooms multiple times in your lifetime, you will have the opportunity, yeah, Maury. This will happen again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless you're 80. Yeah. Okay, everyone, if you really want to smell it the most, you have to stand over here by Maury. What the hell? It's not me. Is that a bad smell? Oh, no. Oh, I know. Oh. All right, describe that smell. Describe that smell. The dead body when I used to work in the labs. What? Describe what the smell tastes like. Oh, it just puts that in the back of your throat. It kind of makes your mouth water in a uh. way, but not a nice way. Ugh. All right, you're leaning and you're leaning and you're waving your nose. What's going on? What do you smell? It smells like garbage. Like, like what, you know when you throw your um, organic, like the organic bean? Uh, uh. When you open it and you throw your garbage in, that kind of smell is like emitting out right now. 
Oh, there it is, right there. Yes, yes. Breathe that in. Enjoy it. What is that that you're smelling? Uh, like meat that's been left out oh. in a marinade for a long time. <laughs> it honestly, it just, I can't say anything other than meaty. It just smells really like savory, like meat, but just specifically raw meat, not cooked meat. Does that smell bring back any familiar memories to you? You know what? I, this is so weird. I'm a vegetarian, uh, and my uh, parents made me eat a lot of meat when I was a kid, so oh no. that's what it feels like. Oh no. It smells yeah. weird. What kind of weird? Describe the smell. Like fish. Dead fish. That's that right there. What did you smell? Death. You smelled death? Yes. It's, Describe it more in detail. It's sort of raunchy and sort of like rottening almost. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, it smells like rotting food in the sun for a long, uh, long, uh, long time. Uh, uh. You know, terrible, the smell is terrible. It's just really like a garbage. You know, I think it's like a bad, bad garbage. It's worse that, you know, it's very rotten. Oh, the smell is disgusting. Oh, I can't believe a plant could smell like that. Does the smell have a taste to you? I don't want to taste that smell. Sorry. But it's disgusting. Is there anyone in your life that smells like that? No. And I should hope not. <laughs> oh, the smell is disgusting. Oh. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, it's Ron Zamoka. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. I just want to let you guys know I'm a big fan of the podcast and uh, the end of the show. And I was listening to the podcast last week. You guys had the news uh, the news segment where you were talking about Costco's return policy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, w- I actually worked for Costco, so I was wondering if I could share a couple of my crazy return stories with you. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. So the, the story was that Costco has like this really crazy blanket um, return policy, and people bring like empty bottles of wine back, and then they say the wine gave them a headache, and Costco... Costco takes it back. Uh, But finally, somebody wound up losing their membership because they felt that they were abusing Costco's return policy. And this woman repeatedly tried to bring crazy things back. But the sort of straw that broke the camel's back on this one was that she returned just recently to Costco a computer printer that I believe she bought in 2008 (laughs) and said it didn't work and she just couldn't get around to returning it in the past 10 years. Uh, So what are some of your crazy stories? Wait, what's, what's your name, sir? Chris. Chris, I will say, before you continue, uh, is that I absolutely love Costco's return policy. I never take advantage of it, yeah. but uh, I guess because of, of every time they scan your membership, they've got a history of your purchases. So something yeah. that I had bought like you know two years ago that broke, that shouldn't have broke, a Vitamix uh, blender, they took it back, no problem, gave me another one. Crazy. Uh, yeah. So go ahead, Chris. No, I was going to say, yeah, the cost, but the return policy is pretty ironclad. It's pretty good. That's why I think they have so much turnover. But I remember the first day I worked refunds, it was like a Saturday and uh, someone returned an umbrella, like a patio umbrella they bought four years ago because they expected to last a lifetime and it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving it out all seasons, didn't even cover it up, didn't take care of it. Nope. There were, were physically holes in it and uh, <laughs> I think they actually pulled a nest out of the bottom. Oh no, wait, but you guys took it back though, right? Oh, we took it back, yeah. yeah. Wow. God, that's crazy. Um, what else? The, there were Two other things that stand out. One was a lady returned. You know the uh, the big slab cakes that you get from the bakery, like the huge ones? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
someone returned it because she with 10% left of it because she said it gave her diabetes. What? <laughs> Get out of here! No, she she said it physically gave her diabetes. She brought in a doctor's note saying she had type one diabetes because of a Costco cake. Yeah, because of, because of a Costco cake. Bro, and I kind of want to look at her crazy. and be like, "Well, well, did you consume the ninety percent of it?" Uh, or God. But the, the the craziest one is, and this is I don't know if this is the rule I'm supposed to say, but whatever. Um, with 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 regards to food, if you return food, we're supposed to have fifty percent of the food product come back right. because what people would do was they would come in on their lunch, go to the back, buy a rotisserie chicken, sit in the food court, eat it, return the bones. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Come on. No, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that, Chris. I don't believe that. But what would their reasons be? What would their reasons be? They would just be like, oh, you know, it was undercooked. It didn't taste good. Hold they, on. Okay, but those <laughs> chickens, those rotisserie chickens, they're like seven bucks, though. They're, yeah. So they come in, they yeah. get a rotisserie chicken, they eat half of it. And then they return it immediately and say it was undercooked? Yeah, Mocha, uh-huh. those, those rotisserie chickens, Mocha, aren't seven bucks. They're free. Oh, <laughs> my God. That, well, have you guys, have you guys like, it, like I, I'm assuming you've gone to, like, the food court and had the hot dogs and stuff before? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay, so. Another story? Guys, Don't tell me somebody yeah. returned a hot dog. <laughs> no, someone didn't return a hot dog. But did you notice how when they used to have, like, the condiments out, like the onions and the relish and the hot peppers and stuff? Yeah. And all of a sudden they disappeared? Okay. People would go to the food court and sit and eat cups of onions, sauerkraut, ketchup. <laughs> no. Yes, yeah. And not order anything. They would just and go. Not, and not, s- not order anything. And you would get people that would sit there with like just like one of those red food court trays and sitting on the table just eating condiments. And I'm like, <laughs> how much nutrition is that actually giving you? That like, sounds like the saddest that. place on earth, the Costco food court. Dead ass. Yeah. Wow. But I guess, you know, the, the problem is, though, and as, Mo- as Mocha said, that, you know, that he has a huge love for Costco, and I have a huge love for Costco. But with something like that, like if you're going to be the company that sort of goes out of your way to gain those fans, you have to expect this part of it. Sure. You know, like you just do. The complete like, polar opposite. The complete polar opposite yeah wow all right chris listen thank you very much for listening to the podcast thank you for listening to the live show uh and thank you for for calling in today man we really no appreciate problem. it can i can i ask you guys to do one thing you guys never asked me i've called it a few times you never asked me who my favorite was yeah oh i was just gonna i was just gonna say before we let you go chris because you're such a big fan of the razamoga show between razamoga who is your favorite don't hate me but because i'm a huge wrestling guy i gotta go with mocha Oh. I'm growing my beard out to be Macho Man for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, Ross? Yeah. It doesn't matter what oh, you think, you candy ass Brody. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. Hey. The Ross and Mocha Show podcast. Shower thoughts on Reddit. We haven't done this in a while, Ross. Oh, I love these. Uh, it's my, one of my favorite sections on Reddit. Uh, this is just the straight up randomness that you think of. Uh, it may make sense at the time. Most times it makes completely no sense at all. Right. For example, opera is basically screaming in cursive. <laughs> Every day somebody becomes the drunkest person on the planet, but they'll never know it. It must suck to be Spider-Man and sneeze in your mask. <laughs> we pay taxes on money we earn to pay taxes on money we spend. Right. Yes. Sitting down correct. on a toilet seat that's already warm is a very special type of gross. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. When you say the word crisp, you start at the back of your throat and finish at the front of your mouth. Crisp. Yeah, you're right. Crisp. Crisp. 
Watch, everyone all day today is going to be saying the word crisp. Uh, farts are the ghosts of your food. <laughs> Birthday gifts are just a reward for not dying this year. <laughs> That's great, dear, is grandma's version of cool story, bro. <laughs> Rarely do you see teamwork as solid as fellow smokers blocking the wind so one of them can light their cigarette. <laughs> all huddled together, got their jackets up. <laughs> There's probably a tree out there somewhere now that is growing the wood for your coffin. Oh, man. That's sad. Oh, man. <laughs> but it's true. And finally, shower thoughts on Reddit. <laughs> Wrestling is a sport where people without pants are fighting for a belt. <laughs> That's my favorite. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Okay, got a text. Got to make a phone call, Roz. Yeah. Hello? Hi, it's Roz and Mocha from Kiss 92.5. What's your name? I'm Julie. Haley, you texted us just now. Yes. Roz? Yeah. Haley, in her text to us... At Julie, Julie. Julie. Oh, Julie. Julie. Julie, I apologize. That's okay. Julie's text to us said, Roz, please call me so I can hear your delicious voice. Oh. Followed yes, by did. a lips emoji and then a heart sparkling emoji. Mm. Yes. So, Julie, Roz, <laughs> Roz, Julie. Hi, Julie. Hello. How are you? Hi. How's it going? How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, okay, yeah, hold I, on a second. Yeah. Julie, why did you switch up your voice just now like that? <laughs> <laughs> you got to think for Roz? You got to think for Roz? Yeah, okay. Yeah. What's, what's going on in your house right now? Oh, I work at a daycare center. So oh, you, oh. Two kids playing, okay. yeah. Okay, so it's not like, uh, it's not it's not your kids or anything like that? No, oh, no, okay, no. Okay, now we continue this conversation. Yeah. So okay. what, what's happening Nick, in your Nick, life? Feel free to neglect other people's children while we, while we, while we sexy talk to each other. Yeah, I am watching them. They're good. They're happy. They're occupied. They're good. Uh, you got a boyfriend or a husband or anything? I have a husband, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. So, what, you want Ross to like, be your side piece or something? Yeah, why not? Well, yeah, why not, Mocha? Yeah. It's 2018, baby. I'm not judging. <laughs> I am not judging. <laughs> Uh, you and your husband sound like you have a fantastic relationship. Oh, we do. Okay. We do. Okay. <laughs> so, Julie, now that you have Roz on the phone, what would you like to hit? Uh, what would you like for him to do for you? Whatever he wants. Wow, Julie. Okay, I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say I'm blushing right now, but I am hot. <laughs> uh, this is weird because, like. Maury's like in the corner of my eye eating and Mocha's is sitting in front of me being really judgy. It's very difficult to, <laughs> to to talk sexy right now. You want me to turn around? No, no. That would be even more weird. Like, that, do, do that, I need that, privacy? Yeah, that would oh, be uh, looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go stand behind the door or something? No. Oh. No. No. Um, so... Hey! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sit here and talk sexy to somebody. You got, you got I can have I can have a conversation with somebody, but I can't sit here and I can't do that. Your game is so strong right now, Dude, bro. I don't have game. I've never once claimed that I had game. That's why I have Catherine in my life because I have no game. Um, Julie, what is it about Roz's voice that uh, that gets you going? I don't know. Everything about Roz is delicious. So. Everything about Roz. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm going to give you Catherine's number. You can. Call her, and because I don't think she feels that way. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, hey, Julie, is I'm Roz kidding. and and like his personality, his voice, his style—is it the complete opposite? Is it 
somewhat the same, similar to your husband. That's why you're so you're so attracted uh, similar, to him. Similar, yeah. similar for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> How long have you guys been together? Uh, ten years. Ten oh, wow. Years. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so is there anything, like, specific that you would like for Roz to say to you right now? Oh, you have to give me some money. I'm okay with that, too. You want money? <laughs> Maybe. You want money? <laughs> If you have some, if not, that's that's cool too. Well, I mean, I have lots, but I. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Moy's head just exploded. <laughs> uh, like you, so you hold on a second here. Did you call to be flirty on the phone, or did you call to be flirty with the hopes of getting money? Mm, a little bit of both. Little bit oh, of both. Come on, Julie. See, which is perfect because talking to Roz and Moy a winner. So right. yes, you are right. Take that yeah. one. Take that one. <laughs> How much money are we talking about here? Uh, no. Picky. What do you want to give me? I'm not picky. Oh, wow. I'm so. I'm wow. Are you a registered charity? Like I can get a receipt from this or no? <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. That was awkward. Um, uh, Julie, thank you so much. We love that you listen. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. No problem. Uh, your husband sounds like a fantastic guy. It sounds like you have a fantastic relationship. Um, is there anything before we hang up, Julie, that you would like yeah. to say to Roz? Um, that he's my favorite, Obby. So, Obby. All right. Yeah. Obby. I don't know. It sounds. It's getting loud. It sounds like I'm getting yeah, some attention. Yeah, they're going to start flooding. Like ten minutes, they're all going to start flooding in. So, yeah. you called it a good time before I got busy. All, all right, right, Julie. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening thank to the Roz so and Mocha Show. Love you You're lots. Awesome. Okay. Love you. Bye. 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 Hi there. It's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Um, can we still hear Roz's delicious voice? Who's this, Maury? No, no, it's Mark. Maury, you left the door open. I can actually hear you. And I'm looking at you right now. You're on your phone. <laughs> Maury's hiding like behind a tiny little speaker in the other room. Don't hide behind the desk. He just dipped down. And he's sliding under the desk. Hey, can can we hear your voice? No, stop it. You can hear it echoing through your phone. Maury, you're so close. I can hear my voice coming from your phone. <laughs> That's how close you are. I don't even want any money for it. You'd be a terrible spy. Yeah. And also, (laughs) also, why is your arm so itchy? Why would you tie? Like, look at he's just scratching all the time. I'm just tickling it. Oh! oh. (laughs) That's so weird. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. London, England. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Air Transat has direct flights to London, England. Go out there, say what's up to Meghan Markle. I'm sure she would love uh, to, to see somebody from her home country. London this time of year is amazing. And I'll tell you, I flew Transat uh, over the summer and I went up in the club class. Yeah. Because it's, one, it's affordable. Two, it is such a fantastic way to fly. And anything on Air Transat, really, the food on the flights is amazing. I never eat on flights. Never eat on flights. And I had the food on Air Transat. Uh, you feel like a big shot. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was really great food though. Like yeah. everything, they, everything they do is just—it's—it's it's a comfortable—it's a comfortable seat, and especially when you're going to London, man, because that matters. You know, ticket price matters, time of year matters, but you're going to sitting down for eight hours. Yeah, you know, and it, you got to enjoy that experience. You want to be able to enjoy the experience, yeah. and, and, and flying transat, especially for that amount of time, is a very enjoyable experience. Uh, yeah. So, as we said, direct daily flights to London, England. You got uh, twice a week to Manchester. Direct also. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, listen, so much to do in, in London, right? Uh, museums, historical sites, monuments, uh, the food, the people, the culture, everything is in London, England. And if you're down with that, hit up airtransat.com and get all the details. There you go. 
You want to take a phone call now? Do I? Hi, Toronto Mocha. Who's this? Hi, this is Brian. What's up, Brian? Uh, I'm just calling. Uh, me and my daughter have been trying to call you guys all week. She's uh, my six-year-old daughter. She loves you guys. She just wants to say hi. Oh, nice. What's her name? Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Hi. How's it going? Good. What's happening? What do you want to say? Not too sorry. It's all right. Oh, that's Ain't okay. nothing wrong with that. Okay, fine. Alicia, I have one question and one question only. Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Mocha. Oh. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> well, thank you, Alicia. I like, I like Mouth Charades. Oh, you do? Oh, Mouth Charades, you really like that game, huh? Yeah. You want, okay. us, you want us to play some Mouth Charades for you? Yeah, I think we can. I think we can pull that off. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you hang tight? We'll play a song and we'll come back and uh, we'll do we'll do mouse charades for you. Just it's for fun, you, Alicia. It's okay, a, it's a fun game. Yeah, Maury. Let me give her one sound and see if she can get it. Okay, yeah. So Maury's here. We're going to do it with you on the phone right now. So Maury's going to give you, listen closely. Before we play the game with Roz and Mocha, I'm going to play it once with you. Okay, so Maury's about to give you a sound and then you have to try and guess what it is. Okay, and go. A yo yo. No. Do kids know what zippers are? What is it? Alicia, say zipper. Zipper. Yeah! What do you mean kids know what zippers are? Of course they do. Number six. No, but daddy does zippers. Daddy does zippers. (laughs) We're going to let you go, and then I'm going to make a joke about how I need that on a (laughs) t-shirt. Thanks, Alicia. Love you lots. Right okay. On. Hashtag daddy does zippers. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you know what's so funny? That's one of those things that, like, it, it, none of those words are dirty together, right? But when you string some words together, they just sound dirty, like kitten fiddler. Yeah. Sounds, <laughs> sounds horrifically perverted, um, but also daddy does zippers. Sounds, like, wildly inappropriate for some reason. Okay, so okay. I need to step out of the room for a minute. We're going to play a song. When we come back, it's Mouse Trades. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Okay, by request. Oh, man. I'm so happy. So, so happy. And now it's time for the game everybody loves to play. It's like charades, but you make the noise of clues with your mouth. It's mouth charades. So get ready, get silly, and start to make those mouth charades. Okay, so here we go. Mouth charades. Not by as, way, by the way, not as easy as it sounds. Okay. Congratulations yeah. on your success, Mocha, in the game. Easier yeah. than it sounds, everybody. Uh, I've yet to get one correct. Yay me. Um, so mouth charades. Damn it, Maury in front of him has a big bowl of clues. Maury is not allowed to use his hands or any sort of other physical gestures to give these clues. Only sounds with his mouth. Only sounds with his mouth. Um, like I there can will use be, my lips. You say that joke every time, Maury, and every time it infuriates me. Every single time it infuriates me. No, because I actually don't think that you know that you make that same joke every time. When I say you're not allowed to to move anything, you always say, yeah, but I can move my lips. The whole thing is you do the sounds with your mouth. It's understood that your lips are going to move. This is why I don't want to play this game. I don't want to play anymore. Sorry, kid. I don't want to play anymore. And now I got to lose. So I got to go through this. And then I got to lose. I'm not an angry man. 
I mean, I'm not an angry man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're going to put 20 seconds on the clock. Oh, man. Um, What you're going to hear is a a double. uh, You're going to hear a ding to indicate the start of the 20 seconds. There's going to be 20 seconds of silence so we can guess. And it's going to end with a double buzz to signify your 20 seconds is up. Okay. Come on, Mark. Don't let me down, buddy. Well, who am I going with first? Uh, Mocha, because he wins every time. So, (laughs) yes, I... Mocha gets to go first. Okay. You got your word there, Maury? Yeah, I'm ready to open it up. Boiling water. Uh, swimming pool. Shower. Hot tub. Yes. Yes. I was going to say blood spilling on the floor. <laughs> and you would have been wrong. And I would have been wrong. <laughs> but specifically <laughs> right. his blood. Exactly. <laughs> I don't feel like it's mine. All right, Maury. Come on. Hit me, buddy. Ready, Maury? Ready? Hold on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I need a second. Okay, okay. okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And go. Uh, that's a jet. That is... I don't know... That is splashing. That is like a, a a body hitting the water over and over again. That is a uh, waves. What is that? Uh, swimming. Swimming. S W I M M I N G. All right. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. Sure. All right. Next word. You ready, Morris? Mocha word. Mocha word. Let me Mocha grab the word. word. <gasps> I was training to take a poop. Uh, oh, uh, uh, lifting weights, lifting weights, lifting. Yes, yeah, you sure. What is it? Lifting something heavy. Yeah. Have, weights are heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Mocha! They're actually right. called weights because <laughs> they're heavy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ross word. Well, By the way, uh, let me just count up the score so far, Shut everyone. Up. Oh yeah, it's two nothing All for right. me. Come on, Maury, don't let me down, man. Okay, I thought, we're, I thought we were dudes. Ross okay. word. All right. All right, I'm ready. And go. That is a Mar. It's a spaceship. That yeah. Is- Really? Well, is a spaceship also a UFO? But yeah. Yeah. yeah you got it. Holy cow. Oh. Ross. Oh, hello. Oh, please stop it with that. <laughs> Give me a better applause than that, you jerks. Okay, sure. Here, All right, right, what's the score? It's not too oh, much. Oh, now, here we oh, go. Now, now Ross loves the game. All oh, right. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, here we go. All right, next word. All right. Mocha word? Yeah, yep. mocha word. Okay. Okay. <laughs> A gun, oh. a shotgun, oh. getting shot, getting oh. whipped, oh. getting uh, a boxing, getting oh. hit, getting spanked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you not hear that? Okay, hold on. I got to calm down for a second. Do spanked again. Okay. I mean, it doesn't say pleasurable in front oh, of it. It doesn't but... say a loving spank? <laughs> no, but no. I assume all are. Okay. Okay, next word. Wow. Ross word? Ross yeah. word. I mean, I can't win at this point, but why not? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. SBD. What? 
It's the woo. I don't know what that is. It's the, the wind tickling the back of my hair. That is... What? Why is that funny to you? Why is that funny to you? That was a solid guess. That was what a is solid guess. Taking a shower. Taking a shower. Yeah. <laughs> UFO though, guys, huh? <laughs> right? Do you, do you right. want to tally up the score though? No, don't worry about it's, it. It's three one for me. Ah, don't worry about and it. And that's how you play masquerades. Hey, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, Ronza Mocha. Who's this? Hi, it's Vicky. What's up, Vicky? How are you? Good. I can't believe I'm I'm, I'm talking to Ronza Mocha. You are talking to Ronza Mocha. Yes, I just wanted to tell you guys. I listen to you guys every morning. Oh, thank and you. And today, especially when you guys are playing Melchorades, I I laughed so hard. The person next to me was looking over, and she was like, "What is wrong with her?" <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then, yeah. So I was just wondering if. Uh, Maury could give Roz one more word and see if he could get it because that's a one that's in a lifetime thing. Thanks. I've <laughs> <laughs> listened so many times and you've never gotten anything. No, I'm so I, proud. I know. And did you, and listening back to that now, um, listen to how encouraging Maury is when Mocha gets one. Maury's cheering for him. <laughs> I know. You know he claps I mean? on everything. He claps and everything. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, we so clap for you. Yeah. Okay. No, so you have to be more. Mocha's gonna write down a word right now, and I'm gonna try. We're gonna see if Roz can get one more point. One more. Do you still have words there? Yes, I have a couple of words left. All right, go back into the bowl and uh, get me another word. What's your name on the phone? Vicky. Vicky. Okay, Vicky. Here we go. Okay, I have a word. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. <laughs> All right, Vicky. So. You know how this uh, how this works. You're going to hear the ding to signify the start of the 20 seconds. Yeah. 20 seconds of silence, and then it's going to end with a double buzz. Okay? Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Maury, you got the word? I, I'm good, yeah. Okay. And... <sighs> that is... Kissing. <sighs> that is... Uh, sucking. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's somebody really enjoying what they're sucking on. Oh, somebody sucking on something that makes them feel good. Nope. Oh, what was that? Sipping a lot of coffee. Oh. A hot coffee. <laughs> Sipping a hot coffee. Sipping a hot coffee? Yeah. Do that again? <sighs> no, see, it's that thing at the end. Right? It's that anyway, thing at the end. You, you don't get a point, bro. No. Vicky, we love you no. lots. Thanks for calling in. Thank you so much. Bye, love. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. If you could have, if afford, I guess, as an adult to hire a nanny, but not to look after your kid, but more to look after you. What? This is what rich people are doing now, apparently. What? So there is a, there's a nanny staffing company out of New York okay. that is now placing sort of full-time nannies in the homes of people without children so they can do things like lay their clothes out for them. What? So an assistant. Like a no, personal assistant no, or but it's, a maid? It's, it's, or? No, it's not so much a maid because the maid would take care of the house. Okay. These people are just hired to take care of you. So an assistant. 
No, because it's, these no, they're, they're not would, necessarily running errands. Yeah, they're just I like they'll do your toes. So a houseboy, they'll clip your nails. I don't right? know. I couldn't do it. I you couldn't, couldn't do it. You could have somebody. That. You could have somebody come and live in your house that whose job it is to put your clothes in in the morning and trim your nails before you go to bed, run a bath for you, uh, yeah, blow know. dry your hair. Be the best thing ever. Like what else? Like I mean, okay, so just uh, probably make your dinner. Oh, easily, yes. Feed you. Okay, right? okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah. okay, now we're talking. Now maybe, we're done. maybe not feed you, but they would like not feed me. But would they no. prepare my meals for me? I will go. I'll, I'll, I'll say that they'd even take care of personal things when it comes to uh, the the actual presentation of a meal. Like cut your spaghetti for you. Cut your spaghetti for you, oh, or put, put butter on your on your corn on the cob for you. Which to me is a very but personal still, thing. But I still gotta cook it. You no no no. They, let's say they would cook it. Let's okay. say they would cook. Did they put your napkin on your chest? I'm sure for you? that on your chest. Are you lying on the ground eating? <laughs> you know, like down your shirt. Oh, <laughs> did they tuck your napkin? Oh, I'm like, how do you eat spaghetti and corn on the cob <laughs> on my back? Uh, yeah, um, it makes perfect sense. To me, it sounds like a house. Would person. you do that? Because that's what people are doing. Apparently, I mean, now that you mentioned that they're going to cook, yeah, and prepare a meal for me and help you get ready in the morning, do your nails, massage you. Oh yes. Run your bath. I do love a good blow massage. dry your hair. But keep in mind too, like you you're living a lot. Like you're not this isn't like bachelor where no, you're no, no, you no, know, no. where your part where your nanny is like smoking hot and you guys have like a so real flirty on. relationship. This is in the house with you and your wife and your child. This person is just there to take care of all of those things. Like I don't know if I could sit in a room where Catherine is also in the house and have somebody I've hired to trim my toenails. Why not? It just seems very excessive. And yeah, but are me, they there? Like, if you want warm milk at two a.m., are they still around at two a.m. to give you warm milk? I imagine if you're paying somebody to trim your toenails and get you ready for work in the morning, I it's a twenty-four know. hour job. So they're just going to sit there just in case you ring the bell. They're the nanny. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You I couldn't almost, do it. it I would almost like to be the nanny. You want to be the nanny? That's weird, man. No, but you get free home and like room and board. How bad do you want to get out of the house with your husband, man? <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, I know you haven't like, even been. Yo, looking, you've been married a year and a half, bro. And, and you're already, you are already <laughs> willing to go so to go and get a stranger dressed in the morning and clip their toenails just so you don't have to go home at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm not coming home. They may want warm milk. <laughs> Holy. Yeah, but anyway, so that's the deal is that rich people are now hiring nannies. It sounds for, enticing, but I couldn't do for it. For themselves. I no, couldn't, you do, couldn't it. do it. No, I no. couldn't do it. Maury? Yeah, but where's the line? Do you have to like dry them off from the shower? <laughs> <laughs> Easy with the fantasies, bro. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So we're going into the last weekend of TIFF. Um, everybody was here. Everybody yep. was in Toronto. It's a big year, big stars. Uh, Steve Carell, Matthew McConaughey, Julia Roberts, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Quincy Jones was here, Paris Hilton was here, Kit Harrington was here, Lady mm-hmm. Gaga was here, Bradley oh, Cooper yes. was here. And uh, we talked to all of them. Damon Moore talked to all of them. Working his ass off. Very proud of you, Damon Moore. All the hard work you put in to uh, getting all these celebs on the Razamoka show during TIFF this year. And one thing that Damon Mori does, he gets an opportunity to watch these movies, a yeah. lot of the movies for the stars that he talks to. Yeah. Uh, the other thing he does when he talks to these stars 
is tell them how much he just absolutely loved, loved, loved the movie. Right. For example, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born. Um, first off, I have to tell you that I've already tweeted about this movie, and um, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Ever! Okay. Ever! Ever. Kira Knightley sat in front of Damon Mori. Guys, congratulations. One of the best films I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Which got me thinking about all the stars, all the celebrities that Damon Mori has ever, ever talked to yeah. since working on the Ron Zamoka show. Yeah. And the common theme, the way he starts out every single one of his interviews is he always tells these stars how much he loved the movie, right. even if he didn't really love the movie. Right. Even if most people didn't love the movie. For example, when he sat down in front of the cast of the new Power Rangers movie, <laughs> which got a 46% on Rotten Tomatoes and got destroyed in every single review, he told them that he loved the movie. Yeah. So I have here a montage of all the celebrities okay. and all the lies. So voices that you're going to hear... Are Drew Barrymore, Claire Foy, Simon Pegg, uh, oh, John Krasinski. Oh, so we're going back even beyond the film festival. Even here. beyond. We're going, oh, okay. We're going uh, back Benedict in the archives. Benedict Cumberbatch. I got gotcha. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. Nicole Kidman. Christopher Walken. Wow. Brian Cranston. Julianne Moore. Don Johnson. Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. So we're talking stars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just say, this movie was phenomenal. The hype is in, uh, unbelievable, and this movie's going to do so well, and I loved you in this film. Thank you. So fierce. I'm like, ah, oh, I love her. I already saw it. You're going to love it. So congratulations. It was, it was absolutely awesome. Dude, congratulations. Absolutely loved it, and I can't wait for everyone to see this. This movie, phenomenal. Congratulations. This movie, I don't think there was a dry eye in the house. This thing is fantastic. Thank you. Dude, congratulations. Awesome movie. It was so good. I have to tell you, this movie was so amazing dude congratulations such a really interesting film congratulations guys this movie was so good this was honestly one of those movies that just really hits you in all the feels dude the current war was unbelievable such a fantastic film it was fantastic congratulations i loved it congratulations fantastic film thank you this movie i don't even know how to describe how the experience like it was just <laughs> out of this world this movie like I was bawling my eyes out it was it's such an incredible story this movie was it was incredible and it asks a lot of questions congratulations on honestly such an incredible powerful performance this movie was amazing this is incredible the movie was absolutely amazing congratulations to both of you good to see you my friend this movie was fantastic I loved it both your films are fantastic I've seen them both they're absolutely amazing congratulations Congratulations, this was my favorite movie at the festival this year. Congratulations, the movie was so awesome. This movie was awesome. Dude, this movie was fantastic. Congratulations. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I loved it. Dude, congratulations. <laughs> this was so amazing. First of all, the movie was absolutely amazing. You were oh, so good you. in this. Thank you. By the way, congratulations. Such an amazing movie. Congratulations, this movie's amazing. <laughs> I gotta say, first of all, thank you for this movie. It was one of the most amazing films I've seen. I hardcore cried while watching this film. By the way, congratulations. Incredible. Can I tell you, thank you for this movie. Like, honestly, my favorite at the festival. Wow. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I don't know if I'm going to be able to eat for the rest of the day or even the rest of the week based on what Maury told me he had for dinner last night. Oh, no. What is it? Everything? No. Can I guess? No. Okay. Can I guess? No. 
what time did the meal start? Maury what time had, did it end? Maury ate hot dogs and asparagus last night for dinner. Ew! <laughs> and to but me, that, that just oh, seems... That, wait, me, hot dogs in the bun or without the bun? No, no, I had one hot dog in a bun and two hot dogs not in the bun. Right, so... Ah. Yeah. <laughs> no, first of all, don't fancy up hot dogs by pairing them with asparagus, okay? That's, that's number one. Uh, hey, does your pee smell when, after you have uh, asparagus? Always, but it doesn't bother me because... The, uh, no, I love it. Do yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I don't. I love it. I mean, I it, like yes, smell. it smells, but then you know what you had for dinner. To me, I, that, I like asparagus, but I only got pea smell after. It just seemed like a waste of everything to me when he said that he paired hot dogs with asparagus. Yeah. It, to pair a hot dog with asparagus, it seems like you're wasting the hot dog because yeah. you shouldn't have to try and fancy hot hot dogs. But you need and a side. No, you don't. You don't make yourself feel better about eating hot dogs by eating asparagus. <laughs> and asparagus, I also love, but don't soil asparagus by putting it on the same plate with I a hot. Dog. I think a hot dog is one of those meals where you can just have a hot dog and that's it. Hot dogs belong on a plate with one thing and one thing only. Can I guess? Yep. Potato chips. Yep. Yeah. Or that's corn it. on the cob. No. No. No, because you don't want to eat two things that you have to sort of eat the same way. Yeah. You're already right? messing up your hands. No. And also, I eat the asparagus without a fork. I use my fingers. Fair. I assumed that. <laughs> I assume everything that you eat, you eat yeah. with your, just your fingers. Yeah, that's like, why your hands are always so greasy. Yeah, it's like everything. medieval times every <laughs> night. Seriously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think you, you can't pair a hot dog with asparagus. You just can't do it. But you're not it's, backing up. You keep no. repeating yourself, but you're not saying why. Because it's just wrong. Why? There's just there's just things that you don't have to explain why they're wrong because they're just no, wrong. But they look both look good on the plate. They're both long and thin. <laughs> uh-huh. that, that's not reason enough it's not <laughs> reason enough it's okay it's so, you had, enough. so it was one hot dog in a bun and then and two, two hot dogs not in the so bun. i would God. rather you have all three of those hot dogs with the bun and no asparagus yeah why why only one bun because it's a lot of bread Oh my god! Really? Okay, so you had one hot dog in a because bun. Then the other Have two, you ever you seen what hot piece? dogs are made out of? And you're worried about the bun? Okay. No, but then you cut a piece of hot dog and then you grab a piece of asparagus. So you're having asparagus oh, dog. Man, raws. see, but again, Ruined. I love both of those things. I love hot dogs and I love asparagus, but you can't pair them together yeah. like that. I did, and you it was just, great. No, I'd say, but it turned me off of food. Yeah, that's like it really did. That's like not a good combo. No, somebody ruining a meal that way just they really turned me off of food. I can make what, it worse. What did? Why? Oh, because it was day, it was day old asparagus that I nuked in the microwave. Oh come <laughs> on! Uh, <laughs> I put the micro. I put the asparagus and the hot dogs on the plate and put them both in the microwave for thirty six seconds. You had microwave hot dogs and asparagus for dinner last night. The hot dogs were barbecued, but two hours earlier. Okay, hold on now. Oh. You barbecued a hot dog because you know what? And so you barbecued a hot dog, and then I had and to wait you, for Matthew to get home, and then you let it sit on the counter for two hours, and then nuked it, and then microwaved it. Yeah. Why not just cook the hot dog? Hot dogs take thirty seconds to cook. I got to go back upstairs. No, but you went upstairs anyway. I know, but I was back in my PJs. But you went upstairs anyway. You can't cook a hot. You can't pre-cook a hot dog two hours and let it sit on the counter. Comes it's out no, no, exactly no, the same. No, 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 no. It comes out looking like a, an old guy's thumb who worked <laughs> hard jobs his whole life. And tastes fabulous. No. Oh, God. You may actually See, be the most disgusting human being I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, that's why I don't want to eat for the rest of the week. Just I ate. Be, I ate. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> 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 yeah. The Ross and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, National Cheeseburger Day today. Ooh. Oh, I like that a lot. Man, I love me a cheeseburger. Maury, don't even come in here. 
With you bacon. can't talk about cheeseburgers after having hot dogs and asparagus for dinner last night. Dutty, stinking. You can no longer Blech. participate in food conversations. That's unbelievably not true. What? what that you didn't have hot dogs and no, asparagus for dinner last night? No, I participate in a food conversation. No, you can't. You hate anybody, food. Anybody, no. no. You hate food. I love food. I'm no, having food right now. Nobody who loves food has a, a meal that is hot dogs and asparagus. What are you eating right now? I'm having yogurt. No. Uh. Yogurt? <laughs> I'm having yogurt. <laughs> yogurt. I had no idea that word started with a G. <laughs> no, Mar, you hate food. You can't talk about cheeseburger. Oh day. my god, I'm you're sorry. upsetting me. I love food. I love well, cheeseburgers. Well, then you Are shouldn't you have had me? hot dogs and asparagus for dinner last night. Well, I didn't realize I have to call and get your permission for you, what I eat. No, no, you don't have to get your permission. I have no agency over what you eat. I'm just saying that nobody who actually likes food or enjoys the process of eating or any sort of cuisine uh, would pair hot dogs and asparagus That's for dinner. So, then what does asparagus go with? Also, so, also, just so in case people are maybe on the fence about this and some idiots are taking your side, it was microwaved asparagus and hot dogs. No, but at yeah. one time it was cooked. It was leftover asparagus. Right. So the day before. Also, for the hot dog purists who are listening, just to uh, remind everybody that Maury cooked hot dogs two hours before he ate on them. On the barbecue. On the barbecue. Left them on the counter on a plate for two hours and then just heated a barbecued hot dog up in the microwave. I could actually throw up right now. Okay, it's National Cheeseburger Day today. Mm, I love a good cheeseburger. Okay, thick patty or thin patty? Uh, if, if you have the choice of one thick or two thin, what are you going with? Thick. Too thin. Too thin. No, you put, I go with thick. No yeah. way, because then you could put cheese in the middle of both of the patties. Maury, what did I say? I'm cor- I'm on your side, no. so all of a sudden I'm no. back in the convo. No, you're not. You, yeah, you, back no. in. No, what you're allowed to do is go, mm-hmm. Okay. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Okay. So if you had the choice between no, tick. one I thick love, or two thin, I love a tick, tick I patty. Will always go with two thin. Why? Mm-hmm. Because to, <laughs> to me, that's the way you do it. Because I much prefer a thin double burger over a thick single burger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No way, man. Yeah. And no. then that way, that way, as uh, as I've always said, that way you can put cheese in between the patties. Mm-hmm. So you go bun. Yeah. Cheese patty, cheese patty, bun. Mm-hmm. When you do the burger layers, do you go top to bottom or bottom top? I go top to bottom. Oh, okay. Interesting. Why? Uh, you do bottom top? Yeah. Are you having, really? a, are you having yeah. a thick bun or brioche bun? Maury. Bro. I can't mm-hmm, a question. No. I said you no, get no questions. questions. You get no questions. You had hot dogs and asparagus for dinner doctor. last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's National Cheeseburger Day. How do you like your cheeseburger? Tick. What do you put on it? Mayo? Yeah. Mustard? Mm-hmm. Uh maybe a little bit of hot sauce? Mm-mm. Uh cheese? Mm-hmm. Ketchup, mm-hmm. and did I already say mustard? I said mustard, mm-hmm. and ma- and oh, and pickles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mayonnaise. Oh, and shut up, and <laughs> bacon, always bacon. <laughs> How about you? You're J- Maury. <laughs> now, please. What do you say? I'm Jewish. I am. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Maury, do not come back in here and ruin Cheeseburger Day. Uh-oh. I'm not ruining Cheeseburger Day. You're uh, ruining it for yourself. I'm back online right now looking at the people who have made cheeseburgers but using um, pizza as the bun. 
Oh, it looks so good. Sorry, say that again? It's a, it's a, you make a cheeseburger, but yeah. you take little round pizzas yeah. and you use the little round pizzas as the bun. Oh my God. Could you do oh, that yeah. with pizza bagels? I no. Wouldn't. No, right. but there's a, there's a debate though as to whether you take the bun. So imagine you're using little mini round pizzas as the bun. Mm-hmm. On the top bun, so obviously the bottom bun is going to be pizza toppings up, right? Yeah. Okay, so the Hold de- on, hold on, hold okay. on. Okay. So you- it's a small round imagine two small round pizzas, Wait. pepperoni pizzas. But talk slow. Okay. So imagine this for one second. Take two small round hot and like when it hits your mouth, it's just like oh bam. Take two small round pizzas, pepperoni pizzas, and obviously the bottom one that you're using is the bun for your cheeseburger. The toppings face up. Yeah. Then you start to layer on and you make your cheeseburger, however you make your cheeseburger. I'm not picky. But then when it comes to the top bun, the top pizza bun, the debate is, should the top bun be pizza toppings up or should the top bun be pizza toppings My mouth down? is watering. I would say... Pizza aesthetically, topping. aesthetically, I would say pizza toppings up looks better. I would say it looks better, and yeah. it, it's for me at least the appeal of biting into it, the anticipation, yeah, knowing that it's pizza on top, yeah. Get out, forget about it. But I think for overall enjoyment of it, I think that it would have to be toppings down, and that way everything is just facing each other, and then you have the crisp top and the crisp bottom of that beautiful pizza dough of those two little tiny round pizzas. The heat of the patty could almost moisten the pizza meat too much and ruin it so that's why you the almost want it pizza meat pizza meat what like pizza the, meat are you talking about like the pepperoni, the pepperoni and stuff and what if you have other toppings on there like green pepper or pine no pepper? no 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 first of all nobody Gross. should ever eat a green pepper You're they're just, not meant for human consumption man. they're not ripe um, no, you take it. The, 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 so the also, question, why are we including you? Yeah, you're not allowed to talk about Cheeseburger Day today, Maura. We already established that. I'm just trying to participate. No, you're what? allowed to do one thing, which is... I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you are. Because, <laughs> again, damn it, Maury, what did you eat for dinner last night? Three hot dogs and asparagus. Right. <laughs> Microwave. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> hey, Kiss, it's Raza Mocha. Hey, this is uh, Sean. What's up, Sean? I just wanted to say it's not in the spirit of Cheeseburger Day to be mean to Maury. <laughs> Why? Because Maury's a cheeseburger? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what your justification is for that. Cheeseburger is supposed to bring people together. Oh, you're not right. Them. You're right. Yeah. You're yeah. right. I shouldn't have excluded Maury, but you understand where we're yeah. coming from, though, right? I, I do understand. The hot dog and asparagus is disgusting. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, a couple of texts that we got nine two five triple five. Somebody said, "No wonder Maury's body hates him. Who eats microwaved <laughs> asparagus? Literally the saddest thing ever." Followed by another text. That said, ew, Maury, that's absolutely disgusting. Hot dogs in general are gross, but to barbecue a hot dog and then reheat it, barf emoji, barf emoji, barf emoji. Well, I'm not going to go as far as to say the hot dogs are gross because I have enjoyed many hot dog in my day. What's the perfect amount of hot dogs, dude? When you sit there, do you like hot dogs? Yeah. Okay, what's the perfect amount? Two. Two. Um, I say three. 
I say three hot dogs yeah. are the perfect amount with a side of salt and vinegar chips. Yep, I completely agree with you. I will say the perfect amount is three hot dogs. Now, sometimes I've dipped into the world of four, right? But we're talking about the perfect amount. Yeah. I would say three is the perfect amount. And you can only use terrible white bread, Wonder mm. Bread buns. There's no other. You can't do a poppy seed or a no, sesame just seed. Straight up straight white bread. Up no white bread bun. Four hot dogs microwaved, and if I don't have a spare guest, corn on the cob. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Hey, Kiss, it's Raza Mocha. Hey. Hi. Um, I was just calling in to talk about Maury's disgusting dinner last night. Yeah. <laughs> yes, glad we agree. What is your name? I, Jessica. Jessica. Welcome to the Raza Mocha Show, by the way. Thank you. Um, first of all, hot dogs are gross and people shouldn't consume them. Well, we don't know. Well, now we don't know if we can continue talking to you. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Hot dogs are pretty well, delicious. I've seen, listen, I, I'm not going to, I won't lie. I've seen the video on what goes into a hot dog and how it's made and whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I will still chow down on one of them delicious dogs because they're so good. Yep. I, I mean, to eat it fresh off the barbecue, that's one thing. But then to let it sit, microwave it with leftover asparagus. Yeah. Like, come on. And also, let me go back to that. Uh, I've seen a video on how it's made. Okay. I can put that argument to, to rest once and for all. Okay, the argument oh. of the argument of I don't eat a chicken nugget because I see the way it's made. I don't need a hot dog because I watched a video of how it's made. Let me tell you something. You live your everyday life. Would you like me to show a video of how you were made? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ain't nobody want to see that. All right. And you're a good person, I assume. So let's put the whole I saw a video of how it's made. Therefore, I don't like it. Wow. In your face, Jessica. Okay. Fair enough. Fair right. enough. <laughs> Thanks it's for the call. It's disgusting to eat it two hours later, but. All right. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I, like a lot mm-hmm. of people this morning, uh, got up knowing that the new iPhones were available for pre-order. So I immediately got on that, huh? Went to the Apple Store app on my phone and went through the motions of getting the XS Max. I didn't hit pay just yet. I just wanted to go through the motions just to see if I could get my hands on one, add it to the cart, because the last time, this time last year when I tried to do it, uh, it took forever, and then I ended up not getting the phone for a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, and then you, it would go through and then not go through. Yeah. And yeah, okay. So I just I wanted that. to see, and I didn't even pick the $2,000 phone, the one that is uh, 512 gig. Because it's huge, right? I picked the, no, I still picked the the biggest phone size. You did, you because you, you missed but that. Memory, but the memory on it, yeah. they have uh, different tiers, right? So I got the one... I selected the one for 256 gig. So you want to go back to that 6.5 inch phone, huh? Yeah. That doesn't fit in your pocket or anything? Yeah. Really? Bro, I got big pockets. Okay. Um, so I did that, and then I was like, well, I need the screen protector, because I always put those on my phone, so yeah. the screen doesn't crack. Yeah. Added that. And I'm like, well, shoot, now I need a phone case. Of course. So I added that, and then I always, 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 no matter what I buy from Apple, mm-hmm. always get Apple Care if it's available. Okay. Had to. So I added that. Apple Care, by the way, $249. 
Wow. With a grand total Roz. Yeah. So the iPhone XS Max, 256 gig, Apple Care, phone case, and screen protector. Yeah. You want to sit down, Maury? I, I think to. your head's going to explode. And keep in mind, this isn't even the most expensive. This is not the most expensive. Okay. $2,127.85. And you did not oh click approve. I did not. Well, approve what? Like, did you buy it like at that? No, I, 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 <laughs> the more he's like, can't even string words together. <laughs> That's like a mortgage payment, man. Did you, and then you still have money left did over. Did you buy a look at that? I didn't hit the button yet that says buy. Can oh. I? Can I do it? No. <laughs> oh, I've never had the chance to hit buy. I, uh, no, you know why? Like I looked at the specs for this phone, and because yeah. I already have the uh, the ten, yeah, and the specs are almost identical. There's no difference other than some of the cooler uh, the features, like with. When you take a photo and you could change the background blur. Yeah. Right? There's a couple of those things. Um, there's another updated feature when you're filming. So other than that, it's pretty much the same. And the mind-blowing thing is on the new phones, you can have two phone numbers on one phone. Right. Can I tell you what Apple's number one top-selling product has been for the past two years? What? iPad? The, the dongle. No! Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. You know when you, you go through the... Uh, the specs for the phone and it you get to the part that says what's in the box yeah so you get the power the the charging cable uh-huh. right the actual port that you plug it the cable into that goes into the wall yeah you get the headphones yeah not the pods the headphones with the string yeah and that's it yep when you bought the iphone 10 you got the dongle because i got the dongle with it Yep, and now you have to pay for the dongle separately yeah, because the they realized... Are there not rip-off dongles? Of Can course you not there get are. A, fa- yeah. a fake dongle yes. somewhere for cheaper? Yeah, and sometimes, Maury, when you're using a fake dongle, you can't even tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> well <done>. Seriously. <laughs> you lost people should know that. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Did you set your uh, scream time limits on the iOS 12 update? Hell no! That's a terrifying new feature, Hell man. Hell no! That is a terrifying new feature. So the scream time limits tell you, and there's a go on Twitter, man, there's a ton of shots of people posting um, their breakdown. So it will, you can set limits on how much access you have to things like social media, everything else, sort of self-policing. Sure. Um, your own screen time. And people are posting pictures of what they did just on the first day. So it's like social media networking, 12 minutes, productivity, four minutes, other one minute. So it logs on your phone how you spend your time doing whatever it is you do on your phone. Yeah. And how much time you theoretically waste or how productive you are. And it can limit the amount of time that you have access to those different features on your phone. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It like really, really breaks it down. Yeah. How many minutes you are on Safari, exactly how many minutes you are on Instagram, on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. And man, then, I can turn this feature off. Are you turning it off? No. Oh. You, you think it's it on? Th- yeah, you think is it going to deter me from oh, still using my phone? No. I don't think so. so but why do you want to know? No, I just out of curiosity. Yeah, jeez, man. I just so I can one up my own self. Right, you just try to beat your record, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like steps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's I'm like, like oh, Instagram yesterday, yeah. 47 minutes, you wait till till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if people are going to take that uh take that route with it. Hell no. I don't think so. 
The iPhone addiction is real. Now, does it break it down, just a, a general umbrella of social media, or does it break it down by Instagram and Twitter and yeah, Facebook? It will t- it'll tell you everything. It's specifically, it'll specific tell you everything, huh? Things. Yeah. Jesus, man. And then the other feature on the phone that everybody's loving is the measuring app. Oh, my God. I measured so much stuff in my house last night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody's, like, measuring their cat, and you measured your dog, I tig. measured my dog last night. Kid, people are measuring their kids. Let's face it. That is for one thing and one thing only. There were a million guys last night locked in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Well... Yeah, but if they, if they right, it's if a brand they, new way to measure. You know what I'm they, saying? If they did, yeah. Let's be real, most guys. We're not sending those pictures to anyone because you don't want to be laughed at. No, 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 you're not. But you know, it's there's an accuracy to it that I think people may it's scary. That's yes, <laughs> right? Like oh, that, that's that. what people do. Are you measuring my head right now? Yeah, because so big. Do I have to be close, or does it know how far you are from me? How smart's that smartphone, man? I think I gotta get closer to you. Hold you on. do? Yeah, come around, and measure my head. Can you measure my nose? Can you measure Maury's nose? You wanna know? Mm. I say it's about three and a half inches. Let's see. From bridge to tip. Here. Stay there. Take your glasses off and go from go from bridge to tip. I'm gonna say that is two point seven five inches. Put your head on the on the table. Like this? Yeah. Yeah. Put your head sideways on the table. Oh my god. So Mocha's gotta Oh, here we go. Okay. You're getting in there now. Can you see the full nose? Maury, everybody can see the full nose. I'm just joking. You have a beautiful nose. What do you got there? Seven centimeters. Seven centimeters? What? Come on, give it to me in, uh, in uh, Imperial. It's too small. Seven centimeters. Imperial? What is Imperial? <laughs> it's six centimeters. All right, clear. Oh how, many, how many inches in a centimeter, Maury? How many inches yeah. are in a centimeter? Yeah. You're tricking me with that. It's Why? the other way around. How many? No. Oh. What do you mean I'm tricking you? Why would I trick you? Why would I ever do that? Okay, Moga's measuring my head right now. I don't know how fascinating this is for people. I think this is it's too big. Okay. Oh, shut up. Hold on you can measure a car with that. Don't say my head's too big. Make sure you get my aura. What? My aura. Is that the smell? No, it's not the smell. Oh, dude. Yeah. Your head is huge. Oh, you obviously didn't date any white girls from acting growing up. You don't know what an aura is. 24 centimeters. 24 centimeters. You went up and down. I thought you would measure Roz from left to right. What, how thick my head is? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Maury. <laughs> I can tell you. We don't need an app for that. I can tell you. Tick. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So the story goes like this. Oreos and a lot of other chocolate bars overseas and in parts of the world that are not the sort of West or North America, they, they test drive flavors in other parts of the world. Yeah. And oftentimes those flavors don't make their way over to us. And there's a big story a couple of weeks ago that Oreo launched two new flavors of Oreo cookies. Okay. They launched Buffalo chicken wing flavor Oreos. Oh God, that's so gross. And they launched wasabi Oreos. Oh no! Yeah. Wasabi Oreos. Um, They weren't available 
and it didn't look like that they were going to make their way to North America anytime soon. But uh, damn it, Maury wound up getting a box of these, the uh, the wasabi ones. No, no. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I bought them on eBay. He bought them on eBay. <gasps> How much? I spent fifty bucks. Oh my god! <laughs> no. For one box. For one box of wasabi Oreos. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> and it looks cool, right? Holy cow! Look at that box. I have no it's idea like what it says. Future. Yeah. I know. It's pretty awesome. Is it a box? Like the wasabi is flying yeah. out of the Oreo. Like are these? Was it? Is it China or is it Korea? I don't even know where it was. I think China. Yeah, China. Yeah, China. Yeah, two new bold new flavors in China: hot chicken wing and wasabi. Uh, do you want to open that box carefully, more? Okay. You down to try one of these, Mocha? Uh, I don't know. No. I have. Can I Maybe. say something? Yeah. I've never had wasabi in my life. Oh, you, you have had it. wasabi? Never. Oh. Never. Okay. Yeah. So these are oh, all. Cool. These are all, all wasabi. Okay. Wrapped. These are all wasabi. I can take some. Look at this little packaging. I'll try one. I'll try one. Here, let me open this up for you here. And you've never had wasabi, Maury? Never. Not in my entire life. If you order sushi, you just throw out the green stuff. (laughs) Right. I I don't know. I I use the wasabi. Okay, so here is the... um, There's your cookie. Okay. If you want to grab one of these. So again, these are wasabi-flavored Oreos. Doesn't smell that good. Okay, dig it. Hold the on. cookie, the the outer part, like it's still an it Oreo. It looks cookie. like an Oreo. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing: the inside is yeah. is not as green as I thought it would be. Okay. It's a light green, almost like a minty green. And it smells like closet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I, I had a nickel. Um, <laughs> so am I doing this? Yeah. Take a okay. bite. Take a bite. How was that? There's no flavor. There's no mocha. You take a bite. There's a little tingle. Yeah. These are nasty. Mm. <laughs> yeah, these are really it's not gross. That good. <laughs> no, <laughs> mocha, you don't like it. I could tell. This is really no. gross. Is it really gross? Yeah. It it almost tastes as though somebody okay. ran my cookie through fish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, give me Man, something. If you oh. had a nickel. Um, <laughs> You have thousands of dollars. (laughs) Do I have to finish this cookie? No, you don't. This is really bad. Is it really bad? Okay, so that's the wasabi Oreo. Now, uh, Mocha, you've tasted wasabi before. How does it compare to actual wasabi? Yeah, it's about the same. Really? That's what wasabi tastes like? Okay, so because Maury had never had wasabi before, Maury goes, hey, if we're having the wasabi cookies... I've never had wasabi before. Why don't we compare it and put actual wasabi inside uh, to cookies? No. Because Maury's never had wasabi before. Keep in mind, Maury's never had wasabi before. And so what did you do, Maury? So I went downstairs and I got a whole cup full of wasabi. Okay. And then you took the wasabi and you put it in between. I I ate out the white stuff and I filled it with the wasabi. Okay. So keep in mind, Maury's never had wasabi before. It tastes, or sorry, it smells like, yeah, it smells like horseradish. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Maury. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, but you. look at Mocha's face there. Mocha. He's like looking at no, me. No, no, I can't, no, he's good. I can't he's believe good. you're eating something yeah. so delicious right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mori's eyes instantly started watering. Oh, my God. What? How much wasabi did you put in there, bro? Two knifefuls. Oh, oh! He's having coffee. Ew, the ew, only thing available ew. is coffee. Ew. Oh that. my God! It's burning down my throat. Holy gee, hell! Whoa. <laughs> 
So does the cookie, the wasabi Oreo cookie, taste like actual wasabi? Not at all. Not at all. I can't believe it. No, I don't know. I would say it does. Oh, it's disgusting. No, wait. That, that was spicy. Well, yeah, no. The actual wasabi is way more yeah. spicy no. and more potent. The, the actual cookies just taste like fish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there you go. That is the um, wasabi-flavored Oreos that are only available in China, uh, but we would uh, we tried them for you dare me so you have don't have one? to. Do you dare me? Yeah, no, go for we, it. I don't dare you. Well, here's the thing, Maury. This is one of those bets that I we get nothing out of if we say, yes, we dare like, you. What do you, give me, what do you give me if I do nothing, it? Nothing. Nothing. I would highly advise not to. Well, I already made the cookie. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. Yeah, you put way more wasabi than you should have. Wow! <laughs> it's coming over my nose! <laughs> oh my god, my neck is burning! If anybody out there is listening right now, Maury, and they've never oh. had wasabi before... Don't do it! <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Hi, this is Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hey, Mocha. This is Sarah. How are you? Good. What's going on, Sarah? Nothing much. I'm just... You guys are hilarious, by the way. Like, ah, thank you. Honestly, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't got into a car accident. But you know what? I just, I just want to say you guys are awesome. Oh, wow, thank you. thank you. How long have you been listening hey, to hey. the Ron Zamoka Show for? All nine years. Oh wow! Wow! This is the very beginning. Dedication. We appreciate that. Beginning. So I'm like, honestly, you guys have been like really awesome. I'm just calling because you guys have me in tears about Mori and this wasabi. Uh-huh. Oh, the wasabi Oreos, yeah? <laughs> yes. I'm like, he can't ha- if he can't handle that, he can't handle, like, you know what, the scorpion oh pepper or, or hot yeah. sauce or anything. Hang on. Hang on, Sarah. Yeah. Maury just walked in the room. You could say Sarah? good morning to him. Hi, Maury. How, Hi, are, how you are you? Doing? Hi, how are you? Good. Shush, shush, shush. Come on. Talk normally. Um, hey, here's a deal. Would you like to buy the rest of the cookies for 30 bucks? $30? No, thank you. I tried selling yesterday and they kept taking down my ad. So why do they take down your ad? It, with a notice so you can't sell food on, <laughs> you, something like you can't sell food on here. But well, didn't you buy it on there? I bought it on eBay. Yeah. And I tried selling it on Let Go or Craigslist. Why it's don't quicker. You, why don't you sell it on eBay? Because then you have to pay for the shipping. I have to walk to the post office and... Yeah, but oh you want your goodness. money back. Yeah. Though, yeah. Right? So I was trying to sell them individually yeah. on Let Go. Uh- uh, but they took it down. So within the box of wasabi Oreos, they were packaged individually in what? Like tens packages, or fives? Packages of six. Packages right. of six. So you were trying to sell off each... Individual package. six-pack package. Yeah, for $10. So you were charging $10 for six Oreo cookies? You can't get them anywhere. Wow. Oh what, what do you mean you can't wow. get them anywhere? You bought them on eBay. Yeah. Anybody can get them on eBay. <laughs> yeah, for $50. Anybody. Yeah, $50 oh for goodness. how many? For the whole box. For the whole box. And how many so are in the selling, box? I'm selling you. If you only want six, like, hey, I just want to give this a try with some friends at the campfire. Yeah. Ten bucks for six. Man, when you close your eyes and you imagine what people do in their lives, you are so <laughs> weird and wrong. <laughs> like, so weird and wrong. Hey, let's sit around this campfire and eat wasabi Oreos, everyone. That sounds oh like gosh, a super guys, lit trip. Yeah, yeah. Every night. Every night. <laughs> hey, oh my gosh, you guys Sarah, are hilarious. Honestly, we love you lots. Thank you very much for listening to the Rose and Show. Here. Oh my god, you guys are the best. Take care, guys. Morning, take it easy, please. 
The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's that? 16 is good for apple picking, which I'm doing on Saturday. Yeah? Which I was told we have to be on time for. Why? I don't know, because we're always late for everything, and my dad actually called and said, tell Matthew there is no time for primping. <laughs> what? Which I gladly what? pass that message on. Oh, I'm sure what that one Matthew over. Frank said, no time for primping. Yeah. Which then Matthew gets up saying, goes... Well, then there's no photos. Right. <laughs> no fo- you, Hold on. Are you guys doing a photo shoot at... No, but like if you want to take orchard? a picture holding like apples with the family and say, hey, we all went, you know, apple picking. Right. If there's no time for Matthew to do his hair, then there's no pictures. Why not? More, listen, uh, first of all, okay. <laughs> I, I'm a guy that really should worry about what I look like, right? No, you shouldn't. You're perfect. Thank you. Wow. I went, I went apple picking on the weekend and I still had manure on me from when I... When you went poop picking? <laughs> when I, <laughs> from when I was doing lawn work. And Catherine still took my picture. Listen to this guy, okay? Listen to this guy. All right? <laughs> poop picking. <laughs> that, that legit sounded like I'm the, just, like the Babadook yeah. knocking on yeah. the door. Yeah, we can just enjoy this for a sec. Watch more dying natural causes in front of our eyes. God, Hang on, picking. let me sit for this. Yeah. <laughs> Maria, I'm going to get my phone. I'll dial 91, okay? <laughs> you, you hit the desk three times if you need me to hit one again. <laughs> okay? Okay, we're good. I will do that for you. <laughs> uh, look, I can't unlock my phone. Sorry, oh. man. You're dead. Um, yeah, so why, I, listen, uh. you should be, when you're going apple picking, I think when you're looking a little disheveled and a little bit more natural is the better way to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, sorry, what? Okay, when you're going poop picking, right? <laughs> Go ahead. Are you okay? Yes. Man, your face real does something really cool when you when you do that. Your mouth goes in a way that I've never seen your mouth yeah. go before. Also, veins start popping out of your face that I never knew existed in a person's face before. Yeah, it's really wild. It's- like the horizontal veins, which are really crazy. Yeah, yeah, down. yeah no. <laughs> Your face looks like a maze right now. <laughs> Find the out. Yeah, up and down, Maury. Up and down. So what are we doing? Uh, I'm just saying it's, I think, I always find those pictures a little bit more endearing, especially on social, when people are a little bit more natural or a little disheveled or it looks like it's a Saturday morning when you're going to do then something like why do we like always worry picking. about lighting? Because I just care, that I just I just see that when, when somebody goes in their apple picking and they're just like really primped up, as your dad would say, it, it seems less about apple picking and more about just a photo op. So why'd you go poop picking? I didn't go poop picking. I spread the poop. I didn't pick the poop. spread the poop on your yeah, pants? No. What? You what? Said, didn't you say you were covered in poop? Yes. Manure from doing lawn work. At the orchard? No. At my <laughs> house. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I haven't heard this. Uh, did you hear? How is it with the Justin Bieber serenading? It's good. So, and where's this? In front of Buckingham Palace? So, Justin Bieber serenaded Haley Baldwin. Oh, his wife. And, uh, his, I guess his wife. I don't know. Haley Bieber? Haley Bieber. People are speculating that this was a part of their honeymoon. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, because everybody's still saying this. Some people are still saying they're married. Alec Baldwin on the red carpet at the Emmy said that they ran off and Her got uncle. married. Her uncle, right? Why can't they just admit it? Well, I don't know. They're private people. I don't want to pressure Are they really, somebody. though, private people? They seem it. I, th- I think that just... I mean, we used to hear a whole lot more of Justin Bieber before... Because like making- when he did that whole, like his whole relationship with Selena Gomez, yeah. that was documented like 
as if they were married, yeah. but they, and but wanted these to make it two make out in public all the time and don't care if people take no, photographs. No, 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 no. That that's fine. That's fine. And I actually sort of respect that. I really do. Um, what I find off-putting is when somebody only does that stuff for Instagram. Yeah. Oh, like uh, they're doing it in public, but you don't see it on their Instagram. You just see it on everywhere yes. else. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't like when somebody makes out in public just to post it on their own Instagram. I think that that's very. I think that that is the. I've that, tried that's, for that's years. Fake. I've tried. Drives me nuts. Um, but I don't care if you make out in public. I like seeing people make out, man. I like walking down the street when I see like two people who are just like. I, I was with my kid one time. We were going. We were in High Park on that weirdo little train, and we were going through. It was like a great family moment. We just had hot dogs and ice cream, and we were going on that train, and we passed a tree, and there was some dude on top of a woman behind a tree in High Park, just humping. Right, like clothes on, like clothes on. Yeah, but they were just like full on, like make out hump session, and it warmed my heart. Yeah, right. And I know there's children around, <laughs> but I'm like, man, you know what? If you're at that point in your relationship, because we all remember that point in a relationship where it's new and it's wonderful, and you can't keep your hands off each other. Oh yeah, and you make three. out everywhere. They were humping, and it was great. I didn't even cover Roxy's eyes. I'm like, yeah. look at that. This is part of the oh, world, baby. It always makes me embarrassed, though. I always cover my own eyes. I'm just like, oh, no. When you see people hump in public? Yeah. I'm really? Just like, oh, I can't look at that. Oh, no. I love it, man. It's like anyway, in movies. Like, I always turn away. This is uh, Justin Bieber humping Haley Baldwin in front of uh, Buckingham Palace. <laughs> I mean, serenading. Sorry. <laughs> Wait a minute. So is yeah. he playing the guitar as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's oh. doing like what he did in Stratford years ago. JB. You know what? Uh, yeah. Zero problems. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. I like that. Where's the Where's the clip of them humping, Maury? I thought you gave that to me. You didn't know. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Do you want to hear? Um, you want to hear a guy who called nine one one because Burger King wouldn't honor his coupons? Um, yes. Okay. Nine one emergency. Yeah, can I have the Lego police department, please? This is. How can I help you? I had two coupons for a free water. No, I'm not moving anyway. So you give me back my coupons. Anyway, the manager is taken. I'm calling the police. Anyway, the guy took my coupons and he won't give them back to me, and he won't give me the the free whopper that they call for either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, and we all man. know you're not supposed to call nine one one over stuff like no, this. We, we all we all know, but I don't know how you get to the to the point. Like where, how angry do you yeah, have to get? But I don't know if it's angry. I think that it's just it's a, there's a culture there where when somebody wrongs you in any way, you now seek the ultimate sort of punishment. Whether it's somebody saying something on Twitter where then you, you call for them to be fired and lose their job and hunt them down and all their family members and shame everybody involved. Or when it's a Burger King not honoring your coupons, it's a 911 call at that yeah, point. Like, on, you need to be arrested. There's like, nowhere else to go. The manager's your last stop and the manager won't give him back his coupon. I know, I know but you've got to settle things then, yeah. right? Then you just got to settle things. You right. got to say, okay, why are we in this situation? Why won't you give me these coupons? And if he's saying, well, because the thing is over and, you know, I got to take these coupons now. And then he's like, no, give me my coupons because maybe I'm going to go try find a, another Burger King that's going to honor these. We don't know the details of this. All I know is that this doesn't sound like things were talked out. 
right? It, it's there was a problem, and then immediately somebody just calls nine one one. Or maybe it was it was they were trying to talk it out, and this gentleman that called nine one one was still not. Uh, accepting the answer because yeah. it wasn't the answer but that if you're he the wanted. Manager, just give the guy a whopper and let him leave the store. Like at that point, like just here's your whopper. Go. Okay, hold on. I don't even know the the backstory of this story. Um, here, let me let me read you this. Okay. So, Ohio man calls nine one one. <laughs> causes drive through standoff over rejected Burger King coupons. Standoff? Yes, okay. <laughs> a 73-year-old man called 911 on Thursday. 73. Uh, at Burger King in Ohio wouldn't accept his buy one, get one free Whopper coupon. According to the uh, report, the man also refused to move his vehicle from the drive through lane. Oh, no, holding up that uh, line. A manager had informed the man that because his coupon was issued in Texas, it wasn't valid in Ohio. Fair enough. Okay, I would accept that. Fair then. enough. Totally. Right? That does not warrant a 911 no, call. But if Thank I'm you. the manager, just give him the Whopper and he'll no, drive away. No, why? No, absolutely not. Well, you don't get a free Whopper just for showing no, up. No, but if he's not leaving, then you got to no. So the, what? Why are you going to give in? More people. No, you're weak. You're weak then. The drive no, you're weak. That's no. weak. The you man, gotta keep things moving. The man told cops that the situation escalated when the manager refused to give the coupon back to him. He told dispatchers exactly what we heard on the uh, on the tape there. When police arrived, they ins- uh, they ensured his coupon was returned to him and that no one was charged. But according to the police report, the man was advised he is not allowed to return to this Burger King. So that's this is OK. So this is how it all wound up now. Right. So the cops were called. You got your coupon back. But guess what, jackass? Now you can't go back to Burger King. Yeah. So this whole thing could have been solved if the manager just gave him the no, burger. No, you can't just go around giving people stuff no. when they demand it. No, yeah, but if he's not leaving, I'm more upset at the lineup of people behind you. It's not your problem. I got to get things moving here. No, no. Then you call the police then, if that's the case. If someone's calling the police in this, it should be the manager. Anyway, don't buy, uh, don't bring a burger coupon from Texas to Ohio, apparently, yeah, because they're not honored. Who knew that? <laughs> they won't honor it right? at all. Yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you know that uh, everybody pronounces Chrissy Teigen's name wrong? You just did. What do you mean? Chrissy oh God, is it like Chrissy? No, 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 no. Oh. First name is for the first name is Chrissy, but yeah. you, you have a clip there of where she was, I guess, with her mom, and she corrected everybody on how to pronounce Chrissy Teigen. I'm tired of living this lie. It's Teigen. What? Isn't it, Mom? Yeah. I told you, it's Tigan. It's Chrissy Tigan? Chrissy Tigan. You Yo, think but she's, when she's punking like, us? But when yeah. she's like on TV and stuff, she says um, Chrissy Tigan. That's why I don't believe her because... It's not Tigan. Well, I mean, but here's... Okay, so I, I do understand this because I've known people whose names are pronounced one way, but because of the immigrant parents or whatever it was, yeah. and the world just sort of pronounces it this way, and they will even introduce themselves that way. Because they don't um, want to correct people for their whole lives. What is it? Lip sync battle? Yeah. yeah. And they introduce her as Chrissy Teigen. They say Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. And, and she you, doesn't say, hey, everyone, it's Teigen. No, because how do you do that at this point? How do you, you use, uh, then, it becomes, then it becomes a constant thing where everybody then sounds like they're saying it wrong when they're actually saying it right. But right? why didn't she correct everyone from the beginning? Because it just gets out of hand. Yeah. It just gets out of hand. She was a, I was she like a model, right? And then people just started saying Chrissy Teigen, Chrissy Teigen, Chrissy Teigen, and you become Chrissy Teigen. And that's just fine. Or do you think it was Teigen sounds better than Teigen and she went with it at the beginning. Now she just wants to. No, your last name is your last name. Your last name is your last name. Yeah, it's really remarkable though. So you can, and I know people like this. I know people that have had, uh, uh, 
a, a name, a, a first or last name pronounced. Yeah. The quote unquote proper way, yeah. but, but everybody people, else. Do you know yeah. people who have had their name and it's supposed to be pronounced one way, but they have it pronounced one way because it's better? Like I have an aunt, Marsha, but she's like, it's actually, it's Marcia. Huh? So M A R C I A, and people say Marsha, but she says Marcia. Yeah, and I'm Marcia. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, I know. Those are tough too, though. Wait, but what's her, how do you really pronounce it? Everyone says Marsha. No, but how does she? How are you? She wants to? it, Marcia. But what was she? What was what name was she given? What name did her parents give her? Marcia. They gave her Marcia. Yeah. So then everybody just started calling her Marcia because Marcia. Because why ridiculous. wouldn't you? Why yeah. wouldn't you call somebody yeah. Marcia? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, and then but with the way it's spelled, I would say Marcia. No, you wouldn't. No, you would not. Yeah, I would. Like Marcia Brady. You would say Marcia Brady. <laughs> no, but Marcia Brady is it not M A R S H A Marcia? I don't even, I've never seen that name before. You've never seen Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. M-A-R-S-H-A. Marsha. I see M-A-R-C-I-A, and I, I, to me, no, that's Marsha. Marsha Brady is M-A- No, Marsha Brady is M-A-R-C-I-A. So Marcia Marcia Brady. Shut the front door. Yeah. Is it really? Yes. That's why I always my thought it was M A R S H A. Have you ever met somebody whose no. name is Marcia that is M A R S H A? No, you haven't. I don't know a Marcia or a Marcia or a Marcia. That's not even somebody who lived in a trailer. That's somebody who like <laughs> who cleaned the trailer. <laughs> no offense if you clean trailers for them, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha, hello. Hi, Mocha. It's Christy. How are you? Good. How are you, Christy? Good. I was just listening to the radio show and I was hearing about how people mispronounce names and nobody's and they don't say anything about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That happens to me all the time because everybody calls me Christy and it's actually Kirsty. Oh, Kirsty. How, how do you spell all it? The time. Oh, so the, the R and the I, people flip those, huh? They flip them back and forth. So yeah. I just, I, I, I got, I, basically what I do is I just answer to it because it's yeah. just so annoying to having to explain yourself and people go, what? That sounds so weird. What is it? Kirsty? And I have to say, yeah, Kirsty like thirsty. And yeah. they're, oh, okay. But it's so <laughs> annoying. Like Kirsty, uh, Kirsty, I, I mean, I, I understand Kirsty because there was Kirsty Alley. Like we're used to saying that name. But, uh, but when you put the R and the I, when you flip, those two and put the e on the end so it's a difference between kirsten and Kristen. Yeah. we're very used to Kristen in this world like Kristen dunst kirsten dunst has been called Kristen dunst her whole life yeah right but it's cursed kirsten yeah. dunst oh wait it's k-i-r on. what's her name kirsten dunst k-i-r not k-r-i that's right it's not kristen dunst are you sure yeah 100 percent sure it's kristen dunst nope it's yeah, not. it is. No, it's not. Hold on, let me look this yeah. up. And that's the thing. Everybody listens to it, and they just automatically say it, and nobody corrects them. Yeah. And so it just becomes this big lie, and so you just basically answer to anything at that point, because you're so tired of correcting people. I mean, I, I love my name. I think it's a beautiful name, but yeah. it's pretty frustrating. Even when I was a kid, I had to send back T-shirts from school because they spelt my name wrong on the back of it. Oh, yeah, right. look at that. I- Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was Kristen Dunst. No, man. No. Oh, shoot. Dude, I am learning so much today. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So it becomes automatic and nobody really listens. And then, you, like I said, it just becomes, you get to a point where you just so, it, it's just not even worth the effort anymore because you have to correct yourself constantly. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And uh, and there's a lot of names like that. Even simple names like Kirsten and Kristen. Like wow. it's yeah. Damn. All right. Yeah. Well, see there you Kirstie, go. Yeah. Thanks very much for calling in. Yay. Thanks very much for having me. Enjoy your show. Love you guys. Listen to you every morning that I can when I'm on uh, an early morning shift. Oh, that's great. But between Raz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh. Oh, that's hard. Um, that's what she said. I'm going to have to say Roz because he's kind of in my, you know, I, I get where he comes from and uh, the generation and it's just, uh, it, it makes me laugh because everything he says is so true, you know, sometimes it's a bit dry. I'm not that much older than Mocha. <laughs> you get that generational vote, Roz. Come on. Uh, I love you both. I, uh, I got Keep like a what you're doing. couple years on him, man. <laughs> Listen, don't be mad because I'm still a millennial. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bye, Christy. Love you lots. Bye. Love you back. Bye. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you hear that story that they say that you shouldn't hold a fart because if you hold a fart, it's going to come out your mouth? What? Yeah. Okay. You have it there. I put the clip in for you. So play this clip first of this, uh, somebody covering this story, and then we'll get into it. At least one doctor is warning people about exactly how they pass gas. In an essay for The Conversation, nutrition expert and professor Claire Collins says that preventing yourself from passing gas can lead to that gas being reabsorbed into the bloodstream and then later escaping out of your mouth. In the article, Professor Collins writes that there's something easy to do to remedy the situation for your digestive health, move to an acceptable location, and let it go. Okay. <laughs> hold on. So far, it's going to come out of my mouth right. if I hold it in too long. Is he long. saying that it turns into a burp? No, it's the, the gases will have to escape. So the, the smell... Uh, whatever no, those gases no. are will come out your mouth. Anytime found, you hold it in, it gurgles and goes away. I haven't found anything else. No, but it, then it's absorbed is what they're saying. It has to go somewhere. It doesn't just disappear. That's what I'm saying. Does it then turn into a burp? No, it just it's the gases will eventually come out. It's not burp like gases. As bad breath. As bad as like, you're, as, like as a fart in your mouth. <laughs> uh, I haven't found anybody else who's written this. This is just this one person, by the way, and then the oh, story, so it, this story goes viral. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a digestive expert. I, I don't mean, know it about makes this sense. Stuff. If you won't let it out one door, it has to go out another door. Uh, but how much uh, how much flatulence is normal? This is part of the article as well. They say men and women produce. Can I guess? Yeah, I'm gonna say like in a day. How many so times? Men and women pr- produce the uh, same amount of gas and average this number of flatulence episodes over a 24 hour period. How many? Seven. Seven, more. What do you say? Oh, I'm going to say like at least 30. <laughs> okay. Uh, over a 24 hour period, they say both men and women have eight episodes oh, of, cool. of flatulence. Uh, the the <laughs> volume, 30. however, varied between 1.1 fluid ounce. Oh, don't measure a fart in fluid <laughs> ounces. <laughs> <laughs> so, fluid, that's like cups. And, <laughs> and, oh my and, God, this is so And 4.2 fluid ounces per fart. <laughs> so, hold on. Is that like a teaspoon? Um, no, it's a fluid ounces? ounce, man. Yeah, 1.1 ounce is like, yeah, I guess maybe a, t- I guess maybe or a tablespoon. Te- I guess maybe an ounce is a is a tablespoon. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So that's what they say. But anyway, I, again, you're going to see the story everywhere because I logged on to all my social things this morning. I saw it on oh. Twitter. I saw it on Facebook, and I saw it in the news. And as far as I know, it's just coming from one source that says again that if you hold a fart, the fart will eventually so come. What's out your the mouth. moral of the story? You just heard him find an acceptable. Well, I don't know what's acceptable in this world to <laughs> fart. I don't have a fart room. I don't live in a mansion. <laughs> what am I? What am I? The mayor? 
Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, I want to talk about Bert and Ernie being gay. That was what? a huge story yesterday. Bert and Ernie? You know what I noticed? Because yeah. I've only been reintroduced to Sesame Street within the past like two months because our son right. Cruz is uh, like 16 months now. Yeah. And so he's now starting to get into that show. So here's what happened. A former Sesame Street writer um, who is gay said in an interview that he wrote Bert and Ernie as a, quote, loving couple taking inspiration from his own relationship with his longtime partner. He said, I always felt that without a huge agenda, when I was writing Bert and Ernie, they were a gay couple. A guy named Mark Saltzman. This is what he said in an interview. Um, and then he said, uh, I didn't have any other conte- any way to contextualize them. But Sesame Street quickly responded saying, once again, what they've always said when this story comes up is, are they, aren't they gay? They said, we've always said, Bert and Ernie are best friends. They were created to teach preschoolers that people can be friends uh, who are very different from them with people who are very different from themselves. Even though they are identifiable as male characters and possess many human traits and characteristics, they remain puppets huh. and have no sexual orientation. And then that writer... Um, Saltzman did another interview because he only worked on the show from like the 80s until the 90s. So he yeah. wasn't like the creator of it. Okay. And then he did another interview saying that his comments that Bert and Ernie were gay were misinterpreted. He said, as a writer, you just bring what you know to work. Somehow in the uproar, that turned into Bert and Ernie are gay, he said. There's a difference. And then Frank Oz, who helped actually create Bert and Ernie uh, nearly like a half century ago, he went on Twitter Tuesday to say that the characters were not gay and then people went in on him. Oh my God. Then later last night, Sesame Street had to issue another statement. (laughs) saying Sesame Street has always stood for inclusion and acceptance. It's a place where people of all cultures and backgrounds are welcome. So that's what went on again, because this happens every couple of years. Another story about Bert and Ernie being gay. Yeah. I'm sure they bathe in front of each other and have no problem with that. Right? Yeah. I always thought Bert and Ernie were brothers when I was young. It was weird. When I was a little kid, when I was a little kid, I just thought they were brothers. But I think that like when you get to a point where, you know, Maybe we shouldn't look at when you're when you shouldn't ask children to look at two characters on a children's show. Their first thought should not be, do they have sex? Mm-hmm. Right? It's not the way children think. This is a very adult thing that's oh, happening. Sure. It's all grown-ups. Kids so, don't kids don't see it that way. In watching all the episodes recently, I've noticed that at least from when I was a kid, Bert and Ernie aren't really featured that much anyway. No. In any of the newer episodes. Right. It's all, it's really centered around mainly uh, Elmo and Abby. Right. Those are the two characters that I see the most of. So I, it's very rare that I see Bert and Ernie. Maury? Being as somebody who is gay, I look at this and I say, look, they were like everyone's first gay role models. They were the first gay role models, whether they are gay or not. You only realize that later in life, though. You realize that as an adult. Yes, but my thing is this. Don't force them out of the closet. You know what I mean? Just like anybody else. But they're not gay, though. They've said they're not gay. That's right, but there's no reason to force them out whether they are not. No, but the writer says they could have been. Then he's misinterpreted. They can't speak for themselves, so it's whatever you want People have always wanted Bert and Ernie to be gay. Yeah, 
we want that for it's a lot of people. It's not that they're people, closeted, though. Nobody said that they're closeted. I'm just saying we don't need to force them out of the closet and right, make so them gay. Maury just said we want that for a lot of people. I said people want for to be gay. And Maury, and Maury in classic, like, yeah. prowler. Yeah. We, we want uh, Zac Efron, Channing Tatum. Right. So are Bert and Ernie on the list with Zac Efron and Channing Tatum that you wish <laughs> were gay? Different reasons. For because, different reasons. Because, look, right. <laughs> Listen, man, Let them be them what be. they want to be. Right. But they're just, what if, what's they, wrong with they're just first friends? Of all, they never even slept in the same bed. They no. have their own beds. Right. And I will say this, too. The one thing that drives me crazy is that people have a need to sexualize male friendship. And that's why I'm so against the word and it's been written for Friend? me to say in scripts and everything else i'm so against the, the the term and the word and the context behind anything that has to do with the quote-unquote bromance mm. because what that means is that you are incapable of seeing two men who are may love each other they may be close they have a fantastic bond and you see that and you immediately think they're doing it mm-hmm. because you can't see that two men who are not gay could have that sort of relationship like me and you right yeah exactly like me and you and yet if somebody said that we had a bromance i would go in on them because why can't two men just be close why can't two men just be friends why does it have to be a bromance more more so upset when i said just like me and you (laughs) but it is just like me and you (laughs) so bad (laughs) right you mean okay yeah, I just in my mind it's different, but okay. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Attention, all weed heads. <laughs> you now potentially could get paid to smoke weed oh, as part no. of research. Oh, no. A cannabis firm is looking to hire five pot aficionados from across the country to sample a company's, it says here, I'm reading this on the 680 website, the company's wares and get paid to do it. Toronto-based company Alot, A-H-L-O-T, Alot, is offering $50 an hour to five, quote, cannabis connoisseurs to sample various oh. strains of marijuana. Sounds like a decent job. Of course, we all know legalization, October 17th. This company's uh, officially titled Cannabis Curation Committee will be reporting back on characteristics and quality of these strains of marijuana. Huh. Interesting. I, um... The company... Before you say yeah, anything, please. the company says the group selected to, in its words, dance with the devil's lettuce. <laughs> we'll work on weed for up to 16 hours per month on top of a $200 expense account. Okay. Got to be 19 plus though. Yeah, of course. Obvi. What, not 12? <laughs> Listen, man, I know my kush. <laughs> dance with the devil's lettuce. Yeah, that's a real interesting proposition because I guess that those jobs are now... Out in the open where you can hire somebody to test your product. Yeah. Man, the amount of people. That's the dream, though. You know when you meet these guys where they're into something, whether it's weed or video games, or there are still adults. I guarantee you there are still adults in this world and in this city that would leave their lives. Leave their lives if somebody came to them and was like, hey, we heard you used to be real good. 
we want you to come and work for our company and test out all our new toys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? They would for sure. Oh, me? oh for I, sure. Well, I remember the day I found out that there was something called a toy tester. Yeah. That was that was my goal. That was my what the 12 the 2018 equivalent of I want to be uh have a famous YouTube channel where I just literally open up packages of things and get paid millions and just of dollars talk about to do those, it. Those toys or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Talk about those things. Yeah, but that that this may be the sort of modern Canadian 2018 version of that childhood dream of being a toy tester. That you the toy tester grew up the toy aficionado grew up to be a stoner and now he can get a job <laughs> testing weed yeah. for a company and $50 legitimately an make hour. 50 bucks an hour with an expense account. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's going on, Maury? Do you guys have a place in your homes where you hide things? <laughs> okay. Reason I'm asking is um, my hiding place has recently been discovered and I now completely ruined an engagement right here, or a wedding okay, gift. Engagement? Right, oh, okay. I was going to have you write down on a piece of paper of what exactly you were hiding to find out if I could actually say it on the radio. Um, so you were... Because <laughs> whenever it's like... Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Hold on. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay, here, Maury, write this down. Okay. Write down what you what else you hide. So engagement gifts? Engagement gifts? And write down what else you hide. Engagement? You're getting married? Just write down what else you hide. Okay. Yeah. Okay, give it to me. Let yeah. me see. Uh, it's a long list. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you hide your like engagement any gifts, gifts. like uh, wedding uh, g- engagement gifts. Where in the house gifts? is your hiding spot? In the closet. <laughs> In the closet. In my closet. In your closet. In the office. Like, you know, the second bedroom is my office. I put things right. in the closet. But the problem is, is that Matthew goes through all my clothes and refolds them or throws things <laughs> out and approves of things that yeah. he says to me yesterday. He goes, yeah. I think I found something that I wasn't supposed to find. My heart immediately drops into my Because that could be tuffers. anything. Yeah, I'm like what? going through the Rolodex in my mind. So going through the ro- Rolodex in your mind when Matthew said, I found something that I think I shouldn't have found. Yeah. What was the first thing that came? to your mind write it down <laughs> <laughs> write it down <laughs> bro don't yeah. bring that shame again okay we can't i don't want to i don't want to go into this wow okay maury the three things is enough man we don't have all day let me see if i can read this um text oh i thought that okay okay <laughs> let me okay let me read you what maury wrote okay okay um texas <laughs> Rom and sneaker (laughs) Texas Rom and seeker (laughs) seeker okay I don't know texts yeah no don't say the second one I know what that is 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 it porn is that what you're saying and searches and searches so wait a second so Matthew says I found something that I don't think I should have and your head goes to all that but what did he find Okay, so the second wedding anniversary is cotton. Right. Right? So I've started searching for all things cotton. Yeah. Uh, like everything. No, but like something creative. I'm not going to buy the, the shirt. Like shirts and okay. toilet paper. Which you would probably stuff. appreciate more. Yeah. I'm okay. thinking. Con shirts. I'm actually thinking. What, so what did so you get him? So, what so did he far find? He found cotton flowers. <laughs> you bought him cotton flowers for what now keep in mind cotton flowers last a lifetime what do they look like are they just bought them fake flowers no but they're like uh cust- i bought them off etsy right oh, so right. they're like some woman i guess custom makes these flowers God. and out of what cotton. Like toilet paper like she cuts up shirts 
And You're being out of shirts. And he found this while he was going through your closet to rearrange your clothes. It was on top of Do my you shoes. not know your mother? I mean, your husband at all? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good one. So what now? You have to go and find another gift because he found that he already doesn't like the gift well, that I you're planning like, on giving him. Just pretend that you didn't see those and look and like act surprised when if they're if you do get them. Right. You know, so I'm like, say? oh crap, because you know how hard it is to come up with cotton gifts, and that that was like that was a stretch. No, no very it's easy. Easy. It's called a shirt. Yeah, yeah, but who wants a shirt? Uh, Matthew does. Who wants cotton flowers? <laughs> <laughs> it's creative. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We have to find out from uh, Maury where a good hiding spot is in the house. Because I know he's got lots of, lots of them to hide stuff from Matthew. Well, I bought a new sprinkler, and it's now in the house, and I have to hide it and somehow get it out of the house. Because this is now my eighth sprinkler that I purchased in two weeks. I was just going to say, didn't you yeah. just buy a whole bunch of sprinklers? I obsess about things, and now I'm on the hunt for the perfect sprinkler, and I think I've found it. Uh, so now I have oh to hide God. it because Catherine is completely fed up with me. Like I said last week, and I bought seven sprinklers and about 350 feet of hose. <laughs> And she's like, enough is enough. She thinks I've joined a cult. I, I'm so obsessive at the lawn. <laughs> Sprinkler cult. Yeah. Maury decided, where did you hide Matthew's anniversary gift? I just in my closet right. above my shoes. Where do you hide other stuff? Well, usually, it, well, in the closet, usually, unless it's a mental thing, then I just hide it in my soul. What is a mental thing? You know, like thoughts. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I don't need to know yeah. where you hide your thoughts. I'm thinking like a gift <laughs> or like some I, sort of tragedy that, that you sprinkler, bought. Hide it under the porch. Right. Under the porch? Under the back porch. <laughs> Doesn't matter, man. She's still going to find him. But see, unlike you, more, I don't get terrified if Catherine says, I think I found something, because that's how all this started yesterday was Matthew was like, I think I found something I shouldn't have, which was the anniversary it, gift. My heart just sunk right there, yeah, too. Yeah, because you automatically go, oh, my God, my texts. Oh, my God, my search history. Oh, my God. <laughs> you hide so much that it's terrifying for Matthew to say, I think I found something I shouldn't have. It's Roz and Mocha. Hello. Who's this? This is Carrie. How are you, Carrie? Hi. Um, I was listening to Maury's list of what he's worried about when Matthew says he finds something. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't say bank statement. Oh, yeah. What about your tax forms? Oh, no. What about hey, how much you owe? Maury, does Matthew know exactly how much debt you are in right now? Like between money that you owe on your credit yeah, now card? Now, defined, 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 does Matthew know? First of all, it's 416-870-8888, or you can text us at, uh, what is it, 925 Yes, sir. Um, uh, and you, if you want to let us know what you're hiding from your significant other and where you're hiding it, because I'm really curious as to where people's hiding spots are. And um, thank you in advance for your suggestions. Yeah. Um, I mean, he knows what I tell him. No, but so he doesn't know exactly... Like credit card. Well, I always or, skew the numbers, right? So, like, if it's or government or what you spend your money on, for example, <laughs> bless you on food when he's not at home. No, to that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> Does he know how much money you owe the the uh, the government? Uh, yeah, well, I, I paid that off by taking out a loan. Right, so now does he know how much you owe on the loan? No. Okay. Okay. Does he know that Ish. you took out a loan? Yes, but I, okay. I mean, I always dumb it down. So what did you tell him that you took out? I told him that I took out a $2,000 And what did you take out on a loan? $7,000. $7,000. Well, it's now it's six. Right. 
<laughs> okay, so yeah, so money. I, I think when we start talking about what you hide from your significant other, money's always the the big one, and not like you're hiding stacks of cash, but maybe what you owe or sure. what you spend on things, hiding receipts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't know nearly the amount of times that you order Uber but Eats protect- and what you spend. But the thing on is, Uber though, Eats. I think hiding it, I'm protecting him. You're protecting him. I'm protecting him from what? Anger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other hiding spots in your condo? I have a locked vault in my uh, closet in the bedroom where I put some things. Man, if, man, I'll tell you. you have a locked vault? If Does Catherine, Matthew not know that you have a vault in there? He thinks it's a tool case. Right, but what's, what, what <laughs> yeah, is it though? Yeah, because you're so handy. Yeah, you know, like what tools? Yeah, also you called it a tool case. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? A toolbox. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what do you keep in the case? No tools. No. Wow. Okay. Uh, Carrie, I have a question. Okay. Do you have any hiding spots in your own house? No. You hesitated. I, I also don't have anything come to the house. Oh, oh, okay. Where do you hide the stuff then? I have it come to my work. Oh. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so like Preach what sister. stuff what stuff are are we talking about? Like what was the last thing that you ordered that showed up at your work instead of your ho- your home? Well, it's, it's usually books and clothes. Right. Okay. And then how do you integrate like a new thing back into your life? Well, I usually hang it in my closet before he sees it. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're getting ready, you're like, mm, maybe I'll just wear this. I haven't worn it in a yeah, while. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I haven't seen that before. Oh, yeah, you have. It's just old. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah there, I you are not. That's a good idea, though. I got to start think, having things come to the office because I got in trouble for a package yesterday that showed up. Yeah. What was it? For a shirt. I bought a Queer Eye for the straight guy shirt with right. all their names on it. And he's like, why would you spend $50 on a shirt with someone's name on it? But uh, yeah, you are not, Carrie, the first woman who has uh, introduced new clothes purchased behind your husband's back and then gaslight him that uh, he's seen it before and it's not new. <laughs> Slowly making them. Carrie, have you ever hid purchases from your husband in the trunk of the car? Well, I've I've had my daughter bring it in before I get into the house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, you got your daughter in on the scam. (laughs) The last time I went shopping, I made her go to the car. Yeah. Before I paid for it, because he's learned that when she walks into the house, he'll say, "Okay, how much did Mummy spend?" <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful! I love this wow. woman. Carrie, Qu- question. Thank you for uh, for calling in. You're welcome. You can call us. You can text us. You don't have to give us your name. We just need to know. Okay, where Let you're hiding your stuff. Read to you before we get to this call. Yeah. A couple attack. I can't tell my husband how much credit card debt I have. Oh. I've only made ten thousand dollars known but left the other $14,000 a secret. Yeah. This is why I work so much, but I can't tell him that ever. In terms of hiding tangible things, I had them in the car. Wow. Somebody else said... <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> okay. I hide mozzarella sticks in the freezer of the student who lives with us in the basement. I spend too much money on mozzarella sticks. <laughs> I'm not allowed to buy anymore, so I eat them when he sleeps. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, somebody else texted and said, I hide my candy and snacks in the vegetable crisper in the fridge. My husband doesn't eat vegetables, and my candy and snacks are always safe. Hey, Kiss, it's Razamoka. Hi, um, I was calling about... Hi from our significant others. What's your name? Uh, my name is Soraya. Soraya, you sound like you hide a lot of things. Uh, well, sometimes you just have to. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Break it down. Um, well, sometimes you have to hide money. 
um, <laughs> certain jewelry. Because my significant, my significant other, he loves diamond studs, and uh, I have a lot of them. And sometimes they just go missing, so I have to hide stuff like that. Um, what do you mean diamond studs? Like earrings? Yes. Why do they? Why do they sometimes just go missing? Because he only needs one. So then I'm looking in my jewelry box, thinking, why do I only have? One diamond stud today. What is going on? So your husband, yeah, he, your, he, your husband he, takes your diamond stud earrings and wears them. Just one out of the two. Oh, yes, just one. <laughs> so, just one so, out of the two. So whenever he does that, what you buy more diamond studs? Yeah, or I just say, you know what? Maybe I should stop wearing diamond studs myself and give them all to him. Oh, jeez. Wow, <laughs> but there's other stuff like uh, you know, if you have pictures that you don't want them seeing, uh, or oh, uh, you know, <laughs> hold on, Soraya, what kind of pictures are we talking? Like pictures that uh, you're taking on your phone to send to other people? No, why would I ever do that? I'm married. What? Well, then why did you just <laughs> so say why that? Why would you say that? Like, oh, wait, wait, can I, can I rephrase the question? Are these pictures sure. that maybe people send to you? No, like oh. maybe pictures of like, you know, back in the day when you were in high school or at college, like with friends and something, thinking that, you know, do I really want my significant other to know how crazy I was or how much of a party animal I was? Oh. 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 I don't need to hide like Maury, like purchases, because I'm 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 broke, just like Maury. Uh, so I don't need to hide. She's got bigger stuff. secrets from back in the day to hide. Soraya, yeah. love you lots. Thanks so much for calling in today. No problem. I love you guys. I listen to you guys every day. Thank uh, you for making my mornings amazing every single morning. Uh, one of the texts we got: I'm a victim of being used to sneak things into the house for my mother. Oh wow. She has her visa bill mailed to my grandparents and uses my Amazon account for purchases. You are kidding me. Dad would ask, where did that come from? Her response, oh, I've had it for years. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of gaslighting that goes on to unsuspecting dads is just incredible. <laughs> Tony from Brampton, thank you very much, by the way, for listening and for sending in that text. Uh, let me read this one here. And I don't know who this is from, but lady, you and I need to hang out because you sound exactly like my type of woman. What? She writes, I hide chocolate in my tampon box. Oh my my husband thinks I've been on a diet with him for months. He's lost 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, it's Razamoka. Who's this? Oh, hi. My name is Katie. What's up, Katie? What do you want to say? Okay, all right. I hide my bingo and my casino winnings from my husband. Really? Um, How many times a week <laughs> or month are you going to go and play bingo or hit up the casino? I play bingo about twice a week uh-huh. and he knows that I go yeah um, it's just I don't tell him how often I win <laughs> how often are you winning and when you win how much do you get the most I have won in one night was $5,000 wow I told him though that I only won a thousand, and I kept the four to myself. Oh my <laughs> and what did you do with that money, though? I I hid it. I put it away. We're we're trying to have a baby, so I just have a little stash um, for our treatments and everything. Yeah. So he doesn't have to stress about where where's the money going to come from for all these treatments. So it's just oh, like, but oh, that's look like what a, I have. That's but a, so uh, then why not tell him? Yeah, why not tell like him a, how much you won? A then? real life thing that you guys are going through, and this money is going to benefit that thing. It's not like you're taking that money and buying nonsense. Well, because then he would want to spend it on a trip, or he would oh. want to do. <laughs> he would want to oh, so it. he's the irresponsible one. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so he would be the one that would want to take those bingo winnings and spend it on nonsense. Right. Maury was 100% on your side and until now, now. he is until
until now. Because yeah. I was going to say, like, you won that money. You enjoy that money. That's right. your winning. Well, yeah. I have. I, I definitely have um, as well. And I'll just say, oh, I got a bonus from work or something like that. But... Yeah. <laughs> All right, Katie, appreciate That's the phone call. Thanks too. so much. No problem. Love you guys. This is the Ross and Mocha Show podcast. Got a really nice text just now from a woman named Sherry, who I want to call. Hello? Hi, Sherry. Yes. It's Roz Amokov. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Just wanted to say thank you for your text. Roz, uh, Sherry texted in and said, just want to send you guys a text to say uh, how much I enjoy the show. Oh, that's great. Um, What's going on, Sherry? Just driving to work. Yeah? What do you do for a living? I'm a sales support coordinator in the restaurant industry. Oh, okay. Cool. You like what you do? I certainly do. All right. Well, uh, we like I said, we got your text and then just wanted to say thank you very much for listening. Oh, well, it's really nice of you guys to call. I wasn't expecting a phone call that's for sure um what do you like about the Raza Mocha show just the atmosphere you guys create between the three of you including Maury don't want to leave him out yeah and uh you guys are just funny plus I kind of I have like a a little bit of a relation to Roz because I actually lived like five minutes from his hometown. I'm a Georgetown girl. What? Oh, Roz grew up in Acton. You're in Georgetown. So now we, back we in the should. day, did did Acton? Because you've said before, Roz, like Acton and Georgetown kind of had beef, right? Oh, it was it was longstanding generational beef. Wow. Oh yeah, I think that that's still there. Um, but you know, we're supposed to be one place because we all have the same mayor, and uh, I know there's always been that little joke that. Uh, there's all acting full of rednecks. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's a funny yeah. joke. Yeah, it's a funny joke. <laughs> no, we were we, we were always we were always low lifes uh, in the eyes of people from Georgetown, and because growing up in Acton. Like when I was there, and I know things are much different now, uh-huh. right? Things are much different now. But our animosity when you grew up in Acton towards Georgetown was because they were the haves, believe it or not. Georgetown was the haves, and we were the have-nots. Because oh. growing up, we didn't have a movie theater or a McDonald's or anything like that. And and if you like, if you wanted to go to McDonald's growing up, and I know, Mocha, you, you grew up in the city, so I don't even know if you'll be able to comprehend something like this. But when I was growing up, if you wanted to go to McDonald's, that was a plan that you would make on like a Tuesday and hopefully by Thursday, one of your friends could have managed to secure a car. And then on Saturday, you would all get in the car and drive to Georgetown and go to McDonald's. Really? Yeah. So, so even something as simple as going to McDonald's was like a four day plan that you would make. Just to get that 20 piece yeah, McNugget if, box. If I, I, if I wanted to go to a movie, if I wanted to go to a movie, I had to take a go bus. Really? Yeah, yeah. I had to take a go bus yep. all the way, all the way into, all the way into Georgetown. So I, we didn't have all these, all these things, right? Like we didn't have stuff. We had one stoplight and no football team, you know. So it wasn't there. There wasn't much to rally around in in Acton. Um, that's why you know we had hockey. I guess that was that was really it. And uh, and 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 nice people. I know we were all skids, and people thought that we were you know dirtbags and you know rednecks and poor white trash. But uh, but one. Wonderful, wonderful people, and that's why it was that sort of animosity um, that uh, that that I lived my whole life in acting with towards Georgetown. Are you still in Georgetown, Sherry? I certainly am. My whole family 
she lives in Georgetown. So I remember I dated a girl from Georgetown once. No, I remember I was going out with a girl from Acton who moved to Georgetown, and no word of a lie, I felt pressure inside that I needed to break up with her because she now lived in Georgetown. No, no joke. So you broke up with her? No, no joke. She actually dumped me, but let's go with the other story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hey. Oh man. Hey Sherry, it was so much fun talking to you. Again, thank you for uh, for texting in and more importantly, thank you for listening to the Roz and Mocha show. Well, have a great day, guys. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha show podcast. How damn it Maury wound up with a stranger at a comedy show over the weekend belting out the theme song to the Golden Girls. Is a wild story. <laughs> okay, so damn it Maury wound up if- at a comedy show over the weekend with a complete stranger belting out the theme song for the Golden Girls. So there was a contest and Keisha Shante, who actually works for E.T. now, she's a reporter. Did she really? Us. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, nice. yeah. She's a reporter with us now. I love Keisha I, I, Shante. And I love her. I, I, adore, I adore that woman. I think she's just dynamite. And so she was hooked up and was somebody running this contest where they were either giving away tickets to like Niall Horn, Pentatonix, or Jim Gaffigan mm-hmm. and uh, at the Budweiser stage. And the question that they were asking people to sort of elicit, elicit fun responses was, um, reply with what song you're going to belt out at one of these shows. Mm-hmm. So meaning, reply to us with your favorite Niall Horan song that you can't wait to sing or your favorite Pentatonix song that you yeah. can't wait to sing. But also Jim Gaffigan was a choice. And so they said, uh, reply to us with the song you're going to belt out. Uh, and then they put in brackets, even if it is Jim Gaffigan, LOL. And then Mark, who listens to this show all the time, as a goof, just replied, uh, I would invite Dammit Maury to the Jim Gaffigan show and we would belt out the theme song to the Golden Girls because it makes no sense. None and it whatsoever. was a goof, but he won. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So he won the tickets. And then at this point, we're like, well, but he put Maury in his like stipulation. So does that mean Maury has to go? Does it not mean like, what do you, can you not go? Are you, do you now have a date? No, but do you now make to, Mark a liar? Do you now have to go and sing Golden Girls at a comedy show? And what did you do? Did you hook up with them? Yeah, you did hook up with them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I withhold my end of the bargain. Right, but you were dragged into this. No, you, I, you didn't uh, withhold. You held up. No, he withholds his end of the bargain all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to let that go because it's probably the most accurate thing that Maury's going to say on the show today. And uh, this song means a lot to you. We all know this. It holds a special spot in my heart. Okay. Mark, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? All right. So are you ready? We're going to do this. Yep. We're not allowed to sing on stage, but I thought just outside the box office, why don't we do a little singing? Sure. Sure. I'm ready. One, two, three. Well, Thank, Thank you, you for being a friend. friend. We need more people. Come in and join in. Come in and join. Travel, Travel down, down the road and back again. again. More. Come on in. Your heart, heart is true. <laughs> You're a pal and a confidant. Here we go. Come on in. Come on. And if you <laughs> threw a party. Closer, closer. And and everyone you knew. Hold on. Hey, buddy, can you join in? No, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> okay, whatever. This <laughs> could be from me. Card attached would say. What would it say? Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's my part. I sort of just as the music trails out. How did that feel? Is that good? I, I feel like. All right, let's give a round of applause. Yay! Oh. <laughs> Cut the man off. Nice. Do you want to do it again? Uh, I uh, uh, sure. I don't know. Oh. No. Okay. I, 
Thank you for being everyone. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I don't know the rest of the words. If you threw a party, give it, give it. Invited everyone you do. You would see the biggest gift would be from me And the card attached would What would it say? Thank you for being a friend Amazing, do you want to do it again? No No. Here we go The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast Uh, You believe in ghosts, Mocha, I know you do I've seen one Hauntings and everything else No, I don't Uh, Do you believe in curses? Because the story floating around right now is that Post Malone has been cursed if you don't what? know, so Post Malone, uh, he had a mid-air emergency on his private jet, which forced it to land without its wheels a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Then he had a car crash. Then there was a home invasion where guys with guns started yelling for him by name as they broke into his old house. Oh, no. So he wasn't there. And he hasn't been having the best time. And after the car crash, I think he tweeted something like, uh, God must hate me. (laughs) So the story goes that he was hanging out with somebody who is a quote-unquote ghost adventurer, somebody named uh, Zach Baggins, at his haunted museum. (laughs) And they have something in the haunted museum called the, this is a Yiddish word, Maury. Come in and tell me how to say this word. It's D-Y-B-B-U-K. How do you say that? Point to it? Oh. Dybuck. Dybuck. So they have something in there, and they say that it's usually encased in glass. And they were just messing around, and they're hanging out, shooting some stuff inside this guy's haunted museum. And so this guy, Zach, touched, you can see him, he touched the Dybuck, which is, is that how I said it, Maury? Yeah, Dybuck. Okay. Which is uh, Yiddish for malicious spirit, and it's a box and the box apparently was the inspiration for the movie The Possession, if you remember that movie. Possession. Yeah. So Zach had his hand on it. The the spirit guy had his hand yeah. on it. And then Post Malone put his hand on this guy's shoulder. No. And so, so it transferred? So what they're saying is that because he simply touched this guy's shoulder, that it was enough to, quote, trigger a curse. <gasps> osmosis. Osmosis, yes. So, curse by osmosis. Yeah. Right. And uh, and so that's why they're saying all this bad stuff is happening is because he actually got cursed from touching this old Yiddish box. Bro, come so on, you're man. telling me that if Post Malone didn't touch Zach's shoulders, Zach would have all the bad luck? I guess. Or I Zach guess. immune to it because he works there and he knows the, I don't know. the dealings. All the well, first of all, none of this is true. <laughs> no, no. Let's is. not try and break it all down to find out who got the bad luck and why. I'm just none saying. of this is true. Listen, dude, years, hundreds of years of this stuff has been true with the dolls and the putting needles in the dolls and what do you call them voodoo dolls voodoo dolls are true for hundreds of years did you say putting or pudding (laughs) when you're putting the needles into the voodoo doll i've seen those work no you've seen a voodoo doll work yes when i was at overnight camp once somebody had one and put a needle in it right and it was supposed to be the counselor and all of a sudden he was like oh my back hurts Uh uh-huh yeah come on could be a mosquito I mean, could be, should be, would be, yeah. but it was the voodoo doll. No, it wasn't the voodoo doll. Voodoo dolls aren't real. Voodoo dolls don't work. There's no such thing as ghosts, People, and there's no such thing as curses. Okay, there are ghosts. I've seen one. No, you have there not. There are. Yes, I have. No, you have not. Yeah, at a hotel once. No, you did not. <laughs> yes, nah, that I was did. fake. No, that was fake. <laughs> you, oh, man. So, Post Malone, yes. you, you are saying that Post Malone... 
put his hand on the shoulder of a guy yes. that had his hand yes. on a cursed box. Yes. And that's why Post Malone is Hanging now Hanging out with Ghost Adventurer ghost. star uh, Zach Baggins at his haunted museum. Sounds spooky enough already, the article says. But the rapper can be seen touching the shoulder of Zach, who is touching the object that is normally hidden behind protective glass. Now we know why the glass is in place, the article reads. Post is holding a beer, making it appear that they're enjoying a low-key social hangout in the museum, as you do before the two flee the room. In the video, he had grabbed Zach as the two of them run out of the room, perhaps knowing that they have awoken a curse. Oh. The object in question is the Dubyuk the box, is Yiddish for malicious spirit, and the box inspired the horror flick, The Possession. Right, I think the key is if you believe, then you will be cursed. Right, so if you, if obviously Post Malone believes in this stuff, and that's why he was cursed. But you shouldn't have to believe in something. That's the whole thing. It should just happen if it's if it's real. But it takes. Otherwise, it's all made up in your head. No, like when you saw a ghost, it was just all made up in your head. No, she was there. No, she was not there. I'm telling you, she was there at the end of the bed in the white uh, cloak. I was awoken by the ghost. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hey, good morning, guys. Hi, how are you? Oh, my God, I got two. Oh, my God. Hi, how are you? I'm just on my way to work. I just, like, tried to call you guys and say hi and... Nothing. I'm just, I'm just nervous. Oh my god. Why are you nervous? Don't be nervous. No, because this is the first time I'm on the radio. Oh, okay. Uh, what is your name? Let's start with that. Uh, Lynn. Lynn, welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. Oh my god. Is everybody hearing me? Yeah, yeah everyone's hearing, hearing you. you. What would you like to say? Oh my god. <laughs> um, nothing. I just wanted to say hi, guys. I'm, I'm shaking. Oh, Aww, don't shake. <laughs> um, how long have you been listening to the Raza Mocha Show? Um, since 2009, I think. Yeah. Oh wow! So right when we started the show, that's that's how long. No, been because on the radio um, that's the year we here in Canada. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you've been in Canada for nine years now. Yeah. Okay, and you are from where? The yeah. Philippines. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this show. Oh, so did did this show like be part of the sort of like your introduction to Canada? Yes. Oh, wow. And I mean, yeah. Really, huh? <laughs> no, because, yeah, because uh, I'm not even driving when we are here. Yeah. Because this, is, uh, this country is only the, the country that makes me drive. Right, right. right, right. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you. It's Lynn, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so being from the Philippines, living in Toronto now for the past nine years, have you gone out to Scarborough yet to hit up Jollibee? Uh, no, but I've been to Mississauga. Oh, okay, you went to the one in Mississauga? Yeah, with, uh, beside Ocean City. Okay, so Roz, Jollibee mm-hmm. is like the most famous uh, fast food restaurant in the Philippines. And when they brought yes. it here... And they opened the first one up in Toronto. The lineups were insane. Like people, they opened up on a Sunday. People were skipping out on church to line up to go to Jollibee. What do they sell? Isn't it chicken and it's chicken and spaghetti? Yeah, they have like a famous. They sell fried chicken. Yeah. But one of their uh, most famous, I think, what they are famous for, and correct me if I'm wrong, Lynn, but is uh, is spaghetti with like a special sauce on it, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. looking at a picture right now on the Jollibee uh, website. Yeah. It's J-O-L-L-I-B-E-E, by the way. And on one plate, 
Okay, on one plate, it's the steak with gravy, spaghetti um, with uh, tomato sauce, a piece of fried chicken, and a side of rice yeah, on bro, one plate. That's a Filipino house on any weekend. Really, huh? Yeah. I ne- yeah. I've never seen this before. That's heavy. The the yum burger looks good. It looks like a tiny little thin little burger. I could mm-hmm. I could be down. With this. Yummy. Yeah, it is yummy. It's it looks yummy. delicious. Lynn, thank you very much for calling in today. It was so awesome oh talking my God, to you. Yes. This is the best birthday ever. Oh, Aww. it's your birthday? No, on the Sunday. Oh, okay. Well, happy early birthday. And I'm going to Bruno Mars concert. Today. Oh, and you're going to Bruno Mars. Nice. He's half Filipino. <laughs> yes. Hey, Lynn, we love you lots. Thank you for listening yeah. to the Mazamoka Show. You're the best, guys. Love yeah. You. Take care. Like, yeah. You take care, guys. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, no, no. What is this we're listening to right now? Cream. Wu-Tang. Oh, was it Wu-Tang? Hell yeah. <laughs> Cash rules everything around me. At what point do you, do you introduce Wu-Tang to your kid? Or do your kid to Wu-Tang? Have you thought about that yet? Have you started mapping things out as far as when you're going to... Well, he already, he's already got a t-shirt. Yeah. Secretly, when my wife's not home, we... Listen. Is she listening now? Whatever, I'll deal with him when I get home. Yeah. Uh, I will put on, like, dirty versions of... Like classic hip hop songs, you will, because that's the problem. See, and play it loud in the house, because a lot of the stuff we dance to it. I listened to when I was a kid that I may play in the house. Isn't filthy like a lot of the hip hop you listen oh, to? Yeah, like the stuff from like the gritty '90s stuff, like yeah. album cuts from Biggie, yeah, or stuff from Wu Tang, right? Dirty, straight dirt. Yeah. See, I didn't have that. I didn't have to worry about that. But that's I. I, I wonder about that. At what point can you like throw that stuff on in the car? Uh, you can't. When I'm alone with him? Yeah. And we're driving. But you have to stop it at some point. Once he starts to comprehend things, you can't be listening to that in the car. No, but I also don't want to, uh, I, I don't want to be one of those parents that hides this from him because he will eventually find it. So well, I don't make a big yeah. deal. I don't make a big deal of it. Yeah. Right? Introduce, so he'll, he'll know and... We Jenna's just don't gonna make a, kill you. We just don't make a big deal of Jenna's it gonna right now. Jenna's gonna kill you. Jenna's gonna kill you. If he starts singing Wu Tang when he's three, you're gonna get those calls from his uh, JK teacher. <laughs> Being like, what kind of horrible parents are you? Yeah, your kids spitting Wu Tang rhymes. I'm like, yo, he's gotta know the history, though. <laughs> no, listen, don't. we got. They're gonna find out about it. No, I know they're gonna, they're gonna find out. We had a 12 year old that called up last week asking us to play the dirty version of Kanye and Lil. Peep. I know, I right? know. Yes, the I love it song. I go listen to that. I know that is a 12 year old. I know, I know. But it's just okay. But like, let's say this: there has to be an appropriate time because somebody wrote me this last week, where you know, when it comes to songs like that and kids. Yeah. The question was like, you know, well, what if one of, you know, your kids' classmates, you know, started playing that song for her? Meaning, and I was like, yeah, but I wouldn't be happy if one of her classmates sat down and put a DVD of Saw on and showed it to her, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Saw one only. Though. Saw one. one. Like, I wouldn't want that either. Yeah. You know, but they discover things on their own. But I don't know. I don't know if a parent can introduce, like, at a young age, things like Wu Tang and Biggie and Saw. Let's put Saw on the list. <laughs> oh, I'm not a savage. I would never show him Saw. I'll never. I'll never forget when I was about six, seven, maybe. My parents 
It was like in the early 80s, I guess. Yeah. When parents just didn't care. My parents and my aunt and uncle went out for lunch and they left me, my brother, my cousin, who was younger than me, in the basement. And the night before... The, all the adults had rented the first Friday the 13th on oh, beta no. <laughs> and they left us in the basement oh, no. and they were like we're gonna be gone for like oh, we'll, be, we'll be an hour why don't you guys just put the movie on and they left us in the basement to watch the Friday first- the 13th <laughs> and when they got home we were all sitting in a circle on the front lawn where, where, where it was daylight Jason's inside <laughs> and, and it ruined me for it ruined me for years like it really did it ruined me for years because I know parents are like ah kids you can handle it they know it's not real my kids totally smart they know yeah. it's not real that messes kids up that movie messed me it ruined lakes for me so so what you're saying is no Wu-Tang right no now. Wu-Tang okay. right now man hey the Roz and Mocha show podcast Hello, Razamoka. Who's this? Hello. Good morning. It's Melissa. How are you, Melissa? Melissa? Good. How are you? Good. So I'm listening to your conversation about Wu-Tang, and uh, I, I'm not that intense uh, when it comes to music, but my daughter is three, and she listens to everything from Ed Sheeran, Tony Bennett, uh, to Drake, and walks around my house singing, Kiki, Do You Love Me, um, on the regular. Right. So, which I find extremely entertaining, um, but hey, it's music, so why not? No. But those songs, like I mean, those are entertaining songs, right? Songs. Yeah, very like, entertaining. Like you're not going to throw old school too short on and have your kid listen to that, right? Uh, I don't. But right. <laughs> listen to everything. Right. Yeah. You know everything from Wu Tang to Pac to again Tony Bennett and Frank Sinatra, like. His music variety varies greatly. Yeah, yeah. So she's heard it all. Yeah, I know. But there's just something about, like, I understand you want to, like, introduce your kids to the stuff that you loved, and it's classic, and it's part of culture and everything else. But, man, when you see a little kid spitting out those words, like, even when people post them on those videos on, you know, Twitter, where, like, the parents are super proud because their kid is, like, spitting, you know, all sorts Spit. of profanity. And it's just, to me, it's, it's it, it, like, I don't know. It doesn't sit well with me. So there's a little bit of a line, I will agree. Yeah. Um, but I think Mocha's still in a place, you know, where... He's little. A little oh, yeah, he doesn't understand. Right? No, yeah. No, no, no. So yeah. he's cool. But yeah, maybe once he starts actually repeating the words, <laughs> maybe not so much yeah. Wu-Tang, and then Wu-Tang you, the explicit version. Yeah, and maybe. you know that you can't put that back in the bottle afterwards, right? No, like, you, no, you, no, you, no. You can't no, no. unlearn that. No, that genie's out. Yeah. My, <laughs> my, my, kids, my kids have dropped a few uh, bombs in the house every once in a while. Yeah. So. Yeah. As long as you don't make a big deal of it. As long as you well, don't make a big deal. You can't take it away. Yeah, so, yeah. No. yeah. Uh, Melissa, always love talking to you. Thank you for calling in. Thanks, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Bye, him. Hi, it's Ronza Mocha. Who's this? Mocha. It's Ingrid. I'm so disappointed in you. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Right now. You cannot contaminate a a child's pure brain with this garbage. Dance with the boy, that's fine. But first of all, it's all happening on society. I remember my kid came home and she came with this, like hearing a kid swear. I said, you're not playing with that kid anymore. Don't do this to Cruz. <laughs> Listen, if he's going to learn to swear, he's going to learn to swear from me, and he's going to no, learn how to swear properly. Well, he's going to learn it at twelve and thirteen, not at one. Twelve and thirteen. What kind of world are you living in? I remember. Yeah. I learned my. I said my first curse word when I was in second grade. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Let me go. Listen, we know all about your mom. I remember, <laughs> you know, her beautiful speech from your wedding, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. No. 
Where is your mom? Call your mom and tell her that. I can't. She's actually on vacation in Guyana right now, so she ain't listening. Yeah. You're very lucky your mom's out of the country. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Ingrid. I love it. Thank you, Ingrid. Thank you. Bye, love. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Maury, where's this from? Who started this conversation? Rumor? Fake news? She did. Maury was texting with your mother. My mother? Yeah. She wrote me first. She wrote you first? Are you sure? Yeah, that's how it all began. This is how I have it. But when was the, who sent the med the last message before this message was sent? She did. She always ends it and starts it. She always ends it and starts it. I don't know. I think you're lying. No, because like out of the new, out of the blue, I get that sound on Facebook. And I'm like, where's that coming from? And okay, it's, so it's this mom. is this is Facebook, right? Yeah, mom wrote me on Facebook. So when was this? Mocha's mother. Today. And your Today? Mo- your mother's where? In uh, Guyana. She's in Guyana for like the next month or so. Okay, so. Wrote my dad. Your mother, your beautiful mother, wrote, God. Maury, good morning from Guyana. And then Maury wrote, hey, how's the weather there? Are you having tons of fun? And then she wrote, very hot. Yes, Guyana is always fun to visit. Have a good day. And then Maury wrote, is the food good there? Wonder what you people eat there. And then she wrote, West Indian food. Lots of fresh fruits. And then Maury wrote, are there lots of guys there? Because it's called Guyana. And then your mother wrote, no, it used to be British Guyana. And then Maury wrote, What's your plans for today? Looking good on the beach with Vern? And then Maury wrote, Hello, where did you go? (laughs) See, I know how you feel because Maury writes my mom all the time. And I know how I feel about it. Mothers love me. What can I say? So you know in The Avengers, when at first Bruce Banner was trying to fight against the Hulk internally to kind of like... Keep him down there. Yes, because so, he didn't want the Hulk. He didn't want to Hulk. He didn't out. want. To, he didn't want to release the Hulk. Yeah. Like I, I'm kind of feeling like that. Really? Right now. Like the Hulk may come out. Like the Hulk may come yeah. out. Yeah. But let's break this down, though. Why does it bother let, you? Let's break this down, though. Why? Because Maury has no business being friends with my mother. I just find it highly inappropriate. But why? Why can't okay. your mother like, be friends I, with whoever I, she wants I, to be friends with? I would with. never be. I would never, like, be friends with Frank. No offense to Frank. Yeah. You can like be the, if you, if you like, want to. I like the, the, the relationship that we as a show have with Frank right now. I yeah. would never take it beyond that. No, hey, you I know would what? never independently But your mom can there. be friends with anybody she no, wants to be. No, but you pushed yourself on her. I don't think I pushed myself on her. You don't think you did? No, look. You, so you're saying that Mokasom independently emailed you one day thinking that you guys would be great friends. Oh, the very beginning, I'm sure we, I have no, I, I don't recall. Oh, you don't? Can, can I tell you? So here's the difference between, and here, here's why the Hulk may, may come out. The other reason why it kind Are of you jealous? Me, okay. Right? Oh my God, so, Maury, I would shut up if I were you right now. So, Maury has this you know, long you, conversation with my mom, yeah. right? Who's in Guyana for like a month, right? Yeah. So I sent her a message yesterday. How's Guyana? And then she replied, Guyana's good. No internet where I'm staying. Oh. <laughs> right? yeah. So basically, like, I'll see you in a month. Yeah. yeah. But meanwhile, this morning. On Facebook. On Facebook. Which requires internet. Which yeah. requires an internet connection. Maury gets, a, Maury gets a ping and it just reads, good morning from Guyana. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
Hi there, it's Ron Zamoka. Who's this? Hi, it's Sarah. What's going on, Sarah? Um, so I called a couple months back because I needed your guys' help. Uh, I was going between real estate and um, wanting to be a flight attendant. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, I kind of took the jump, and now I've been working uh, as a flight attendant for about seven months now. Oh wow, nice. Did, was that our advice, or did we give you bad advice? Um, I forgot which one of you said to just do it. Right. And which one of you was like, but real estate's good money. I probably said just do it, like Nike. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, wait, are you on a plane now, or are you at the airport now? Oh, no, I'm, I am driving now. Oh, no, okay. Bluetooth. Uh, yes, I'm not. What's your, what's your uniform like? You happy with it? Yes, I am. Uh, I, I, I actually love it so much more than I thought I would. Oh, really? you do? Oh, yeah, completely. But it's also as terrible as people would think. Really? So how many times a week are you uh, are you on a plane? Uh, maybe it could end, be anywhere between one and six days a week. Hey, yeah, are, yeah. are you single? Uh, sadly, yes. You sadly, yes. <laughs> Didn't we do a story not that long ago where there were the top list of jobs that both men and women can put on their Tinder to guarantee a swipe? And I think flight attendant was like way high, really? yeah, way high on the list uh, for women to put down on their jobs. I think that that's because a guy realizes that you're not going to be around all that often. <laughs> I completely agree because I do also have Tinder and uh, that is a fact. Yeah. So have you been swiped on? Oh, yes. Many, many times. Right. I have a... Uh, not, not, not to brag, it's a couple hundred, but oh, it's also wow. a lot of weirdos. That sounds like bragging. Yeah. yeah. You're right. No, <laughs> but it's terrible sometimes. Yeah. Because they're like, so where's my discount? And I'm like, oh, no. God. Where's so your discount? You oh, on flights. What about on uh, yeah. on the plane? Like, have you made any uh, any instant connections on uh, on any of the flights that you've had to work? No, um, but I've heard of uh, flight attendants who have, who uh, guys have uh, given them their number and they went out for drinks or whatnot, but it's not a it's not a usual thing God. where that happens a lot. That has to be frowned upon by the company though, right? I'm I'm not too sure. Yeah. As long as you're not going insane in public, I would think. Sure. That's a hard move to make, I think, making a move on the flight attendant. Yeah. That's not an easy move to make. It is because somebody's tried to hit on me before and it was awkward because it was about a three hour flight and he yeah. did it at the beginning. No. So then he had to sit <laughs> for about two and a half hours staring at his uh, screen not making eye contact. That's like asking for your waiter's number before the food comes. Yeah, what was, uh, what was his line? Um, he was just like, you look like a friend of mine and I said, okay. Oh yeah. And then he asked me for my ethnicity and then he said, wow, you're really pretty. Do you want to go for dinner? I'm like, they don't let us out of the hotel, but thanks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they don't let us out of the hotel. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough move, man, trying to pick oh, up the flight attendant. No. It's a, that can't be I easy. I think he went on, he went in way too quick and strong but you only have I a limited so. time you have over an hour what to sit I there think and court somebody what are you going to follow around up and down the aisles like you're only going to have like two conversations also, with this person there's yeah. a button you push the button and she's guaranteed to be there yeah like you have one of those in your house and Matthew pushes it all the time right <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, so, Sarah, the most important uh, thing, though, is are you happy with this career move from real estate to uh, becoming a flight attendant? I love it so yeah. much, and I regret absolutely nothing. I guess right. your career is just like the airplane, only going up from here. You're hilarious. Well, what about when it lands? It has to go down, yeah, right? I know, but let's not read into these things. <laughs> That's a terrible joke, Maury. Terrible joke. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sarah, you thanks guys so are much. You the best, though. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
Hi, Razamoka. Who's this? Adam from BC. Adam in BC. What up, man? Happy Friday. Or or Adam 37. <laughs> oh, you're the guy that was on uh, episode 37 of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Adam, how's it going, brother? Good. Hey, Good. Uh, what's um, the weather like over there today, right now? Uh, rainy. Very oh, okay. rainy. Surprise, surprise. Which would be nice if it was in the, if it was in the fire parts. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, I saw this morning Edmonton getting some snow already. Today, yeah, they, they, they could use that around Prince George. Yeah, I guess I always get I always get yelled at by um, Catherine, my girlfriend, because her parents live out in. I mean, they don't live in Vancouver; they live in Victoria. Okay, and she always says that it's this it's this weather paradise out there, and I'm like, it's cold and it's rainy. Like, you know, like when you're in, when you're in Victoria, yeah, it's beautiful. It really is beautiful, but. You know, I don't. I I need more than I need more than twenty three degrees in the summer. Yeah, you know, oh, man, that's hot. I really right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Adam, have you ever experienced in Vancouver? Have you ever experienced anything uh, hotter than let's say bet- than I don't know twenty five degrees? I think the hottest it got here was thirty five, thirty four. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. and that was an anomaly, right? Like that was crazy. That was insane. Yeah. Oh, so you, you don't everybody, get that. everybody stayed inside because it was smoky too. Right. You don't. You, so fires. you don't get that. Uh, that often, huh? No, no, just uh-uh. the summer. Yeah, all I know is that every time, Mid- midsummer. Every time I've been to Vancouver, and I mean every time I've been to Vancouver, and yeah. I've been to Vancouver quite a few times in my okay. life. <laughs> every time I've been to Vancouver, it has rained. Yeah. Every single time I've been to Vancouver, it has rained. And then I come back here, and I'm like, "Yeah, it always rains in Vancouver." And then you talk to somebody from Vancouver, and like, "Why do people always say that? It doesn't. The weather's beautiful." And I'm like, "No, ever. I'm just saying. I know it's anecdotal, and I don't know. I don't have the science and the stats to back it up, but I know that from an anecdotal point of view, every single time I've been to Vancouver, it's rained. Yeah, I've been to Vancouver twice. Yeah, both times it rained. It's, Thank con- you. it's conspiracy, right? Um, so what's going on, Adam? Thirty-seven. <laughs> um, I, I was listening to the Golden Girls part. Yeah, because uh, Golden Girls started up thirty-three years ago, and Dammit Mori is such a massive, massive fan. And I was just wondering if there was a reboot of Golden Girls, would Mori try to get a part on that? Oh, like he, maybe he could be. Um, I don't know her name. Uh, the little old one. <laughs> Estelle Rose. Maybe he could be her Uber driver or something. Oh yeah. Oh, because you'd have to have it to sort of updated times, right? Yeah, that would yeah. make sense. It would be a reboot. Of course, I would absolutely try. You know, when I was recently in LA, I took an Uber over to the Golden Girls' house just to take a picture. That's what made me think of it. How much did that Uber cost you? Thirty-five dollars. Right. Oh my god. And and the last time you were in LA, That's US. Yeah. The, yeah. La- the last time you were in LA, what other what monument did you come oh, on? What, what attraction did you go and see? I wanted to see the mall that they filmed Back to the Future at and the house, and it was an hour away. And how much was that Uber? That Uber was $150. Right. Holy cow. Yeah, Why yeah. not just rent a car? Yeah, it would have been way cheaper to rent Dude. a car. Okay, so I was talking <laughs> no, to... No, because you need a visa for that. I was talking to a friend of mine who went to um, Burning Man. Yeah. In the desert out yeah. in California. And you have to like fly from wherever you are into San Francisco and then you drive down. Like it's a crazy, it's a crazy trip that these guys take to get into Burning Man. And once you get to the Burning Man Park while you're waiting to go in and have your tickets checked and then you can get into the city and everything else, it's a 10 hour wait. Oh my wow. God, 10 hours. It's a 10 hour, it's a 10 hour wait. Ten. A lot of people are in cars, a lot of people are in RVs, everything else. There was oh, a crazy. there was a guy behind him. Yeah. Who was in an Uber. Oh my God. <gasps> no. Yeah. 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 No, thanks. Somebody Ubered. Somebody Ubered. So first of all, somebody probably Ubered two hours to get there. Yeah. Right. And then they were in the Uber for 10 hours. Oh my waiting. God. 
to get into oh Burning Man. I couldn't God. even imagine how Did much. you imagine that? Thousands. Thousands. Right? Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Adam yeah. 37, much love to you, bro. Thank you so much for calling in today. Thanks. Anytime. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I want to show you this picture. I don't know if you actually saw it yet. Joaquin Phoenix, the first picture of Joaquin Phoenix from the uh, standalone Joker movie. I'm just looking at it now. Just looks like a regular dude. It's not what I expected. It's not Joker in the form of the Joker that we know with all the makeup and the jacket and the crazy hair. It's just Joaquin Phoenix. No makeup before, I guess, I'm assuming, before he becomes the Joker. Yeah. I guess they don't want to do that reveal just yet. Right. I but mean... I'll Todd tell, Phillips, yeah. the director, yeah, I saw the photo. Walking Phoenix a couple of times during the film festival when he was here in Toronto, and Man. dude is skinny now. Really? Oh my god, he was he like weight. barely he's, there. He's all uh, he's a lot shorter than I thought he'd be. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's about your height, right? Which blew my mind. Yeah, because I had a whole line for him when he walked by, and I just froze because I was like. What? Yeah, but he is like he dropped a lot of weight. And it's for, for this, this movie. And well, and everybody, every because he she showed up and he did he did a press conference for that movie, the western that he's in, and then he walked the red carpet, but he didn't talk to anybody. No. And at the press conference, you looked like you were looking at somebody who's sick. Yeah. Right. Like that's how gaunt is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Emaciated yeah. he is. Really. And I think more people know the word gaunt. And everybody had started to say, <laughs> everybody was like, well, obviously this is for the Joker. It has to be for the Joker. And yeah. then it and then it went on and on and on. Um, Although when he smiles, you could see the Joker. Yeah, it's really it's really wild. But yeah, so the picture on Todd Phillips' Instagram, this is the one that you're looking at, right? Yeah, with his so, ruffly hair. So this sort of, I guess it's pre-Joker. It's like oh, it when, when he's just he's a regular wearing like dude. a button-up yeah. and then a jacket on top. And yeah. his hair is growing out a little bit, clean-shaven. But oh. And he's just you, staring down the, the camera like, yeah. what's up? Can I, I mean, tell you what I wanted to yell at him when he walked by sure, if I didn't more. freeze? Yes. Joaquin Phoenix, or is it Walking Phoenix? Right. Yeah, so you can find that picture on, it's uh, Todd Phillips 1 is uh, his Instagram handle. (laughs) (laughs) Maury's so defeated right now. I know. What's the reaction that you would like from us on that, Maury? Well, when I told other people, they laughed. Okay, so go again. We'll we'll give you the reaction that you want. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go go again. Hurry up. Joaquin Phoenix, or is it Walking Phoenix? I'm going home. (laughs) Hey, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, I was just reading an article on Bill Gates, and it has nothing to do with the actual content of the article, but one of the things that they mentioned is it's a reporter went to his office in Seattle. And let me guess, big, massive, giant office. Yeah, they do describe the office, but that's not the interesting part. The interesting part is when they said that his daily routine is managed by assistants who break his day down and schedule bill gates in five minute chunks what that's how busy he is are you serious yeah his day is scheduled five minutes at a time like based around based around you have a phone call that's five minutes so so phone call meeting meeting, face to face face to face five minutes later something else 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 and what about like lunch would his lunch be broken down? I don't think that they break him down into lunch. I don't think Bill Gates takes a lunch break. I think that Bill Gates uses one of those five-minute chunks to probably eat something 
while he's doing something else. What if he wants to go to the gym to get swole? No. Have you seen Bill Gates? He should hit the gym. (laughs) Right? Even if it is a five-minute jump. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a reason Bill Gates, there's a reason billionaires look like Mr. Burns. Like, there's a reason they (laughs) drew Mr. Burns the way that they drew Mr. Burns. Not everyone is Jeff Bezos, who's, you know, who who looks like The Rock. Yeah. You know? He's got a lot of, he's got a lot of time on his hands. Drink a protein shake or something. (laughs) Right, yeah. You know, because I guess you get two guys, right? You get get guys like Bill, Bill Gates who, I don't know if, you know, ego as far as it being a, a physical presence or suave or dashing or I don't know if that was ever his life. I don't know if that was ever the goal, you know, but you look at a guy like Jeff Bezos, who you knew that he said, man, if I am ever the richest man in the world, I'm going to look the part like I'm yeah. going to look like this. I'm going to hit that bow flex every day. Yes. Right. Where Jeff Bezos looks like he hits the bow flex every day. <laughs> you know, Bill Gates looks like he has. I don't he can't even flex. I don't know. I don't know. He has ill-fitting suits and everything else because I don't think that's important to him, right? Like you can tell they have two different yeah. worlds of what's important to them. They both, you know, are incredibly smart and billionaires. One's the most richest guy in the world. One's the second richest guy in the world. Yeah. One's super swole. The other one's right? no swole. No swole. <laughs> He's in the no but flex yeah, zone. five minute chunks is what his day is broken down into. That is five it. minutes at a time. Dude, there's no way I can live my life like that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I couldn't do it. Like, how busy do you have to be? Like, you must have so much responsibility. Like, that is an incredible amount of responsibility. Yeah. Oh my god, for sure. Doing what he does, you and know, that's every single day. And let's not face it, he gives it like he gives away millions of dollars a week. Yeah. Like running the charity, running everything else. But no, five minute chunks at a time is what Bill Gates's day is broken down into by a team of assistants. Wow. So it's five minutes this, five minutes this, five minutes this. I would go mad. Still, no time to get swollen. No time. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So yeah. uh, the new Creed movie drops in November. Ryan Coogler, who directed the first one, couldn't direct this one because he was at the time filming Black Panther. Right. Uh, Ryan Coogler, as we said, directed Creed One, which is fantastic, and he also directed Fruitville Station, which is great. Which also stars Michael B. Jordan from years and years ago. I don't think that movie got like the pop that it deserves. Because it was, I don't think it was supposed to though. It's sort of like, it was an indie, it was an indie, it was an indie film. It was an art film. It it was a a story of, a true story of a kid who, um, was killed by, was shot by the transit police on, uh, New Year's Eve in San Francisco, San Diego. Yeah. On the West Coast. Fantastic movie. So I see yesterday now, Ryan Coogler is producing the Space Jam remake. Really? Yeah. They're making Space Jam? You didn't know this? No. Starring LeBron James. It's LeBron James that is the guy behind getting this off the ground. Really? It's LeBron James starring in the movie. Ryan Coogler is uh, producing the movie. And they're going to start filming during the off-season after this upcoming season of the NBA. Really? Because yeah. uh, LeBron was actually not that bad in Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. You know what? The scenes that he was I in. I was actually surprised yeah. by how good LeBron yeah. was in that movie. Yeah, no, the scenes that LeBron are, are, is in in, uh, in Trainwreck, he's actually not that bad. Yeah. What so, was the premise of Space Jam? Fill me in on this. I don't, I don't really remember Space Jam. From 96? Do you remember the story? Yeah, they... Um, <sighs> So it was like Bugs Bunny and his squad. <laughs> right. Just terrible team. Yeah. Horrible. They're getting demolished by 
the team of like aliens. Okay. And they needed to recruit a player. They needed someone. So they went and they got Michael Jordan. Right. And they bring Michael Jordan onto the team. And Michael Jordan got to show the team like how to work as a unit and how to play ball. Is it predominantly a cartoon with just Michael Jordan in it? Or is it live action with cartoon in the, in the real world? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Once I get into space, it's more cartoony. Okay. <laughs> I imagine. So they're remaking that? They're ma- yeah, they're is remaking Bugs that. Is Bugs Bunny in it too? He is. No. Because the picture, I'll show you right now. So the picture that when, that everyone was talking about that uh, LeBron Instagram yesterday. Yeah. It's a locker room, right? Yeah. Each player's locker and on the, the, the board right above each player's locker has their name. So it'll say L. James, LeBron James, small forward, and it's got his water bottle, towel, and his LeBron kicks, right? Next on next to him, T. Nance, who's the guy that's uh, direct, Terrence Nance, he's the director of the movie, mm-hmm. and it has his number, it says director, his Nike bag, and uh, next to that is Ryan Coogler. Yeah. It says producer, he's got the basketball there, he's got the shorts, a couple of towels, and all the way to the left of the picture... Number one, point guard with a basketball jersey, towels, water bottle, and a carrot hanging out the... (laughs) No. It says B-Bunny. Really? Bugs Bunny. There you go. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I guess, wow, the Bugs Bunny, LeBron James. Who would have thought that they would have remixed Space Jam? You know what I mean? So crazy to me. Yeah. Everything's up for grabs. But listen, Everything's up for grabs. Ryan Coogler, if he he's the guy that's producing this yeah. movie, he has been like hit after hit after hit, home run, home run, home run, yeah. home run. I want to see who's the boss, the prequel, the Mona years. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I want to see Dirty Mona dating through the 60s. <laughs> I think they made that. Wasn't it called Showgirls? Yeah. yeah. The Ross and Mocha Show Podcast. A lot of conversations always happen about what you were allowed to do as a kid compared to what kids are allowed to do now or what parents will allow kids to do now. Let me rephrase that. Things like riding the bus alone at a certain age, mm-hmm. um, walk into the store at a certain age by yourself. Oh, man, I was a kid. Right? Yeah. Like, and you would go blocks, blocks and blocks and blocks. Yeah. My dad would rip the top off a pack of cigarettes for me and hand me the little piece of cardboard and $5 and say, go get me these. And so I would walk into the store with $5, put on the counter, and the little, the top ripped off of a pack of smokes and hand it to the guy because I didn't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> and then, it was, you know what I mean? It was like a coupon. Uh, yeah. I would give the guy the coupon. And he knew your dad. And he knew my whole man. Yeah. And, uh, and then he'd give me smokes and the change, and then I could use the change to buy candy. And then right. I'd, I'd go home with a little bit of candy and a pack of smokes for my old man. Like, and I did that before. Like, I did that so young. Like, I was so young. I remember like I hadn't been riding a bike for that long. And I yeah. was going to the store to buy smokes for my Every home. Sunday, my dad used to give me money, 50 cents, to go buy the newspaper. Yeah. And extra money to buy wrestling cards. Yeah. Every Sunday morning, and I would walk like, God, dude, blocks to the store. So they pulled over 1,000 parents, and they asked them about five different activities. And they said, if you had a 10-year-old, would you let them do this without supervision? Oh boy. Okay. But also, go. if their parents were allowed to do that at the same age as well. Oh, man. Okay. okay. So, um, number five, would you let your 10 year old go trick or treating without an adult? Yes. 
Uh, I mean, I say that now because 40, my kid's not 10 exactly. yet. Exactly. 44% said that they did that when they were kids. For sure. However, only 24% say that they would let their kids do that now. Oh, really? Uh, play in the yard without an adult. Like the front yard, backyard? Sure, front yard. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, 91% said that they did it as kids. Only 78% said that they would let their kids do that today. Uh, Yo, at pl- 10 years old? At 10 years old, play in a public park on their own. <sighs> oh, man. I mean, when I was 10, yeah, we would almost be as far as like the city line before they changed names. Yeah. So, now, I, I don't know. So I don't know, man. Playing a, play a public park on their own. 51% of adults say that they did that when they were kids. Only 26% say that they would let their kids do that now. You know what? Yeah. I would be with that 26%. Uh, would you let a 10-year-old walk or bike to school alone? No. 68% said that they did that when they were kids. 43 said that they would let their kid do that. Yeah, do now. I would be, yes. Did it? Yeah. Would not let a 10-year-old cruise do that. Would you let your 10-year-old stay home alone for an hour or two? Yes. 53% said that they did that when they were kids. Only 36% said that they would let their kids do that today. 10? Yeah. yeah but times have changed. People knock on doors now. People knock on doors way more in the old days. No, I mean like crazy uh, people. Back in the day, people never used to lock their front doors. Yeah. Yeah. So would you let your 10-year-old stay at home alone for an hour or two? 53% of I adults. yes. 53% of adults said yes, they did that when they were kids, when they were 10. But only 36% of people said that they would let their kid do that today. I think I was. That's a low number, man. I think I stayed at home by myself. I could be wrong, but yeah. at least like seven. Is anywhere on that list, uh, back in the day, letting your 10-year-old wait in the living room while you were at a singles party? And would you do that today? <laughs> it is right here. Would you let your 10-year-old sit on a couch and watch adults make out in front of them at a singles party? While holding your dad's fur coat. While holding your father's fur coat on your lap for safekeeping. <laughs> no, it's not on the list, Maury. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Ross and Mocha Show. Podcast. Hi, this is Ron Zamoka. Who's this? Hi, it's Sarah. What's up, Sarah? How are you? Good, how are you? Good, what's going on? When I was in grade five, I used to have to walk like 20, 25 minutes to school like every day. And I was home like an hour or two before and after school alone. And now I've got grade fives and they stay at like a daycare for uh, before and after school because people aren't allowed to stay home alone anymore. That's crazy. Did you grow up in the city though? Uh Durham, like with the Ajax area. <laughs> but it was much different at the time. Yeah, I guess. I'm, I mean, I'm only 25, but it still was much different, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was very different. I know, because yeah. Mo- like Mocha grew up in Scarborough, and you take a look at Scarborough now, and you know, in, in Vaughn, and, like, where I grew up, we did everything when we were babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Small town acting. Yeah, small town acting. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, like we, we, were, we were babies, and yeah. we were doing things alone. Yeah, it's crazy. I always just stayed out till the lights came on. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then, and then one person's mom would yell their name, and then... And Another person's mom would yell their name, and then when you heard your name called by your mom, yeah. you would run home, even if you were the very last one. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> it was the worst if you were the first one. Though. Oh, it sucked. Oh, oh you look like such a suck. Yeah. And then you get roasted by all your friends. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, you got to go inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you were in a hiding spot. Yeah. Oh. Right. It was the worst. Mom, what are you doing? Yeah. We're in the middle of a very important hide and seek yeah. game. No, it was the it was the it was the so worst. So weird that I'm talking to you on the phone but and it's, not listening to you. It's it's interesting. It's interesting because when you look at the age range on the TTC, because kids under twelve ride for free. Yeah. 
And, no, and I wonder how many kids take the bus to school who are under that 12 age where they just ride for free every day. Yeah. Like, I don't know because I don't take a lot of, I don't take a lot of buses. So I don't see how many young kids are alone unsupervised on that trip to school or that trip home from school. Like, is it a big number? Are there a lot of like 11 year olds? Are there a lot of 11 year olds taking the TTC uh, every morning? That, alone? I don't know. I remember when I was, I was like eight or nine. Yeah. And our family moved from one end of Scarborough to the complete opposite end of Scarborough. Yeah. But I still stayed at the same school. So at eight or nine years old, I would have to take the Scarborough RT, yeah. a bus, and the train, and walk a couple of blocks to get to my school. To get to your school. And that was every single day. And, back you, were, and, you, were, and you were a little kid. It was like eight yeah. or nine, yeah. 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 Around here, usually the buses are like from the school board, so it's not... It's not as bad, I guess. Well, no, like, yeah, we're talking city bus, bus, though, not school yeah, bus, usually, city bus. I feel like usually kids don't take the city bus around here. Yeah. Where, what were you saying, Maury? I wasn't allowed to take the, the TTC until I was in high school. My legal guardian, Susie, used to drive me to middle school and all until that Until you stuff. were in high school, you couldn't take the bus wow. alone? Yeah, no. <laughs> what were they worried about? But it's just like, we like were, you weren't going to come home or you were going to get like kidnapped. It wasn't or? I mean, we lived in Toronto proper. Yeah. So was, my dad was really worried about the people I was going to meet on the, on the, the bus. Oh my God. High school. Yeah. So Susie used to, my legal guardian would drive Jeez, me. Jeez, That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> hey, the Roz and Mocha show podcast. Uh, Avril Lavigne released a new song. Oh, did she? Yeah. And nice. it's one of the, and it's the, God, it's one of these songs where it's really hard to, to tear it apart if it's a really bad song because it's all about the years that she thought she was going to die because she was stricken with Lyme disease. Yeah. Like she was, she was in, in a real rush. bad place. She for a was while. in a real bad place. I and, like Avril Lavigne though. And, uh, and I think the story with this one goes, it's called Head Above Water. And I think the story is the writing process for this started. She was in bed and her mom was lying down with her and she was thought she was going to die. Oh. No, I thought she was really? going to die. Yeah, and she was just like, God, just like keep my head above water. And uh, and that's where the writing process for this all started. But uh, she went through hell, Avril Lavigne, like hell. God, keep my head above water. Don't let me drown. It gets harder. I'll meet you there at the altar. As I fall down to my knees. Don't let me drown. Yo, I, wonder, I, I wonder if Chad Kroger helped on this because it sounds like he did. Maybe. It sounds like a, it very much has that anthemic the form, the formula. formula. Yeah. The Nickelback formula. Yeah. That's a good song though, man. Yeah. Can I tell you this Avril head above water? I could be wrong, but this may be the new, this is my fight song, Rachel Platten. Oh, maybe. Right. Remember how everyone maybe. took that and made it yes. into everything everything the anthem yeah for anybody going through anything that's a good point though i have a feeling we haven't had one of those 
Fight song is the last one. We haven't had one of those in a while. I have a feeling this new Avril, because, God, she sounds so different in this song, too. Yeah. That's like pure emotion no, in this I track. That's a great song. I'm, I like sorry, it. I'm glad Avril Levine's back. Cause, and, if you, and if you don't know everything she went through, she's been very public about it. And you can take a couple minutes and, and just go through and read everything that she has been dealing with with Lyme disease. Like, it was, she went through absolute hell. Yeah. And uh, if this is what comes out of it, and again, uh, the song's called Head Above Water. It's hey. the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right. It is about that time, Roz. Yeah. Uh, hey, Mocha. Uh-huh. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do the news! I have a feeling. Had one of those. Fight the last one. We haven't. Uh, Samantha Markle still hates Prince Harry. I don't know if you saw this tweet. No. Samantha Markle wrote, uh, "Happy birthday, Harry! As you mac down on your birthday cake, think about the birthday wishes you never extended to your father-in-law." Oh, <laughs> Samantha Markle going for the jugular. So apparently. Tom Arnold and Mark Burnett got in a fist fight last night and Jeff Probst had to break it up. Hold on. What? <laughs> what? Repeat uh, that again? Okay, so Tom Arnold and Mark Burnett. Mark Burnett, the executive producer of Survivor, Survivor yeah. and The Apprentice and all sure. those shows. So Tom Arnold's working on a show right now to try and find those quote-unquote apprentice tapes. These are the tapes that people say exist. Uh, Omarosa has said she has seen them where... On set, while filming The Apprentice, Donald Trump is heard uh, using the N-word repeatedly. And so Mark Burnett, good friend of Donald Trump, he apparently is the only one that has the tape, or if everybody's terrified to release the tape because they will face the wrath of Mark Burnett. So Tom Arnold is working on this show, and he walks into an Emmys party last night, and Mark Burnett is there. And I guess they get into it over these tapes. Tom Arnold saying, why don't you release them? Mark Burnett either saying they don't exist or whatever. And then Tom Arnold tweets that uh, Mark Burnett just went ape-ish and choked me at this huge Emmys party, and then he ran away with his torn pink shirt missing a gold chain. I'm with the LAPD. And then Allison Hannigan from Buffy, who walked in right behind, um, who walked in right behind Tom Arnold, said that she thought it was a joke at first and then security jumped in and she said that Jeff Probst tried to break it up. <laughs> Hashtag why I stay home. This is so wild. <laughs> right? Yeah, so again, Tom Arnold got in a fist fight apparently last night with Mark Burnett and it was witnessed by Allison Hannigan and the fight was broke up, broken up by Jeff Probst. That was one time at Van Camp? <laughs> Mark and Tom got into a fight? Uh, Roseanne Barr uh, spoiled the new Connors well, sort of spoiled it. So the show is going on without her. We know that called the Connors, but uh, she revealed how they kill Roseanne. What's going to happen to Roseanne Connor? Oh, they killed her. They uh-huh. had her die of an opium o- or an opioid overdose. So it wasn't enough to just do what they did to me. They they had to so cruelly uh, insult the people who loved that family in that show. They had to cruelly insult them. And that's what they chose to do. So there's nothing I can do about it. It's done. It's over. There's no fight left. How did she find out? Yeah, but so, the thing is, it's not a huge surprise because yeah. the season ended last season with her taking these pills. So right, it makes the most sense because oh. yeah, she had still. knee surgery on the show. Uh, May Police last night it was kind of dope. I don't mind seeing them on the ice. Even if it is preseason, it means nothing. I watched the whole thing. Nice. I was very excited. And uh, it took 
All John Tavares and John Tavares, right? Mitch Marner. Like six minutes before they connected for John Tavares' first goal, which was glorious. And I, when I say people are excited about this and overly excited, for, let me just have this for a little while, okay? Sure. Don't start going in on, on Leafs fans already. Um, hey, listen, I'm excited for the team this season. People are so out of their minds excited immediately after. I've never seen a goal remixed before. What? So people were remixing John Tavares' first goal as a Leaf. This was my favorite. This is the John Tavares' uh, first goal as a uh, Toronto Maple Leaf mixed with um, or remixed with uh, My Heart Will Go On. No. Listen. Come on. Also, preseason? Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Morgan Riley trying to play it off for Mitch Marner. I love it. I love it. Also, (laughs) preseason. Whatever. Kylie Jenner tweeted last night, uh, I had cereal with milk for the first time. Life-changing. What? (laughs) Cereal. Cereal with milk for the first time. She said, I always like cereal dry. Never bothered to put milk in it. Really? And then somebody was like... Have cereal dry your whole life. Somebody wrote, what kind did you have? She goes, cinnamon toast crunch. It was amazing. That sounds dry. Dry as hell though without milk. (laughs) Right? Thank you. And then they go, somebody goes, did you put the cereal in first or the milk in first? And she was like, I put the cereal in first. That's what I do. Cereal first, then milk. Yeah. And then then, uh, somebody goes, my two-year-old does this. And then she goes, yeah, I really prefer it too. But milk was cool once I gave it a chance. (laughs) You (laughs) tell me that as a child, she doesn't even remember her mom giving her cereal milk? You think her mom gave her cereal milk? Chris Jenner? No. That girl clearly grew up just eating diamonds and gold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Things are going to get real dirty today for Ticketmaster. So a CBC and Toronto Star investigation where they went undercover Uh at an industry convention in Las Vegas to expose Ticketmaster's new scheme. So Ticketmaster owned by Live Nation. We all know that they basically have monopoly on all things tickets and all things concerts and all things everything. Right. So I'm going to go through this now. This is part of the Toronto Star uh, investigation, part of the CBC investigation. I'm going to kind of bring these two things together. Ticketmaster implements strict purchasing limits. We all know that. That's what they say, right? Designed to prevent scalpers from using bots to buy tickets on mass scale. In the past, company officials have publicly disparaged the resale ticket market, calling scalpers pirates. So that's the official stance of Ticketmaster. So at this convention in Las Vegas, Ticketmaster made it clear that they want to share in the profits of the resale market by facilitating the mass scalping of tickets in direct violation with its own terms. Let me explain this to you. So reporters from the Star and the CBC posed as small-time scalpers from Canada, and they listened to sales staff pitched by Ticketmaster on this new software program designed to help bulk buyers resell thousands of tickets. The web tool that they're pitching is called Trade Desk. Trade Desk allows scalpers to seamlessly sync their Ticketmaster accounts where they buy all their tickets with their online resale operation, quickly posting each ticket on resale sites, including StubHub, VivaSeats, and Ticketmaster.com. It also gives Ticketmaster a brand new revenue source 
Because they're seeing a kickback from all that. They get a second commission off the resale of these tickets. But they already make money off the first time they're sold. For example, if Ticketmaster collects $25.75 on a $210 ticket on the initial sale, when their resellers that they're partnered with buy those tickets and put them through this system and sell them on StubHub, Ticketmaster will then get $76 on now a $400 ticket. Same ticket. So they're double dipping. They're double dipping. From the same ticket. They're running this organization. Okay, but wait, we all know bots are terrible, right? Yeah. So CBC said this. They heard from a Ticketmaster employee during an online video conference about Trade Desk. Quote, we've spent millions of dollars on this tool. The last thing we'd want is to get brokers caught up where they can't sell inventory with us. Bots are a direct violation of the company's terms of use. We all know that. When asked about that, he, quote, says, we're not trying to build a better mousetrap here. And Ticketmaster declined uh, repeated requests for interviews from both the, uh, the Star and uh, CBC. Yo, once the story gets out even more. Right? So basically, they are now allowing people, allegedly, to use bots, buy up all the tickets. They've created a piece of software that allows resellers to immediately post those tickets on all the resale sites. And according to this story, when those things hit StubHub, Ticketmaster gets another cut of the sale of that same ticket. That's why I can't buy a ticket to a Drake show as soon as they go on sale at 10 and they're sold out at 10 on 1. Exactly. That's exactly why. Uh, Fans are not buying the Eminem Machine Gun Kelly beef. So the feud that started earlier this month when Eminem called out Machine Gun Kelly on Not Alike on his surprise kamikaze album criticizing machine gun kelly for saying that eminem's daughter was hot af in a tweet back in 2012 and then days later machine gun kelly responded with rap devil a diss track directed towards eminem and then a week later eminem released kill shot but e news points out that fans are not buying it especially after noticing how many connections the two rappers and their songs share in addition to both men being signed to interscope records Mm-hmm. not alike by Eminem and Rap Devil by Machine Gun Kelly both feature production work by Ronnie J. Oh, so the same guy worked on both songs? Same guy worked on both songs mm-hmm. and Ronnie J also has a writing credit on Rap Devil. There's also the fact that the feud has conveniently managed to drum up publicity for Kamikaze mm-hmm. M's album. Uh, the feud definitely paid off for Eminem, who saw Killshot record its largest debut for a rap song in YouTube history, tallying a uh, 38.1 million views in its first 24 hours. Machine Gun Kelly, on the other hand, is currently opening up for a Fallout Boy. <laughs> Yo, he got booed, though, the other night. A fact that uh, when you go on Machine Gun Kelly's website and you click on tour, it just has his tour dates, but there's no mention of the fact that his tour dates that he's opening up for Fallout Boy. Yeah. So people aren't buying I, that. I don't know. I'm still not like really feeling that Eminem no. diss track. Uh, are you feeling Maroon 5 reportedly set to play the Super Bowl halftime show? I don't have a problem with Maroon yeah. 5. They got a big catalog. Yeah. I don't have a problem with them. I like them a lot. Yeah. People have a, the only issue that people have is that the game's in Atlanta. And when you listen to the criticism of possibly hiring Maroon 5 to do the halftime show, fans wanted somebody from Atlanta to do the show. So they would like Outcast, Usher, Ludacris, Migos, somewhere, you know, in sure. that sort of vein yeah. of artists. But you have to have the catalog. Yeah. You know, you have to. And the great thing about 
this is a great thing about Maroon 5. And just think about this for a second. We know what they do during these Super Bowl halftime shows where they bring out all these other artists yeah. to sort of like do these weird, almost forced at times duets. But Maroon 5 already has other superstar artists as features on their songs. So they wouldn't have to change the song at all, but still just bring out Cardi B. Totally. They could bring out Christina Aguilera and not have to create some weird new song. Yeah. That song already exists. Yeah. And they were hits. I don't have a problem. But you know what? I also do like the idea because I did see that come up earlier in the year when it was announced that uh, the Super Bowl's in Atlanta. Yeah. And names like... Lil John, Migos, Usher, yeah. Luda. I think it would be easy to put together a halftime show like that. But sure. I do not mainstream enough, though. But I understand yeah. why Maroon Five global appeal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Migos is not mainstream enough. No, not at all. You know, not. I, I would even at this point say that you know, jeez, Outcast isn't even like it's just they don't have the like. What are they going to do? They have fans. But, but they can't they be don't the feature. Have, they can't be the headline. They're a retro act at this yeah, point. They don't have NFL fan base. No, I no. don't think at least. I, I, I I, I'm I'm good with Maroon Five. But once you once you say Maroon Five, who's after that then? After Maroon Five, yeah, I think they're the sort of last, you know, twenty five year band or whatever they are. You have to. Who's after that? Yeah, they would have to pay big money to bring bring in a big global. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even rock know. band yeah i, I don't even say. know i don't know what you go i don't know where you go after maroon five but anyway so that's the story Jay-Z and beyonce sure yeah maybe right jay-z maybe. and beyonce yeah that's what you do maybe but how many times are you gonna go back to the beyonce well if it works well, i guess so <laughs> did the weekend steal Starboy from another artist there's a five million dollar lawsuit in the works here from an artist named yasmina claiming that the weekend of Daft Punk stole the song from her. The song's called Who Yeah, right? Who Yo, Who Yo, which came out in 2009. Do you have the examples there? So we're going to start with Yasmina. Okay. Actually, no. Let's start with Star the Boy. song that everybody knows yeah. Starboy, right? Yeah. I'm trying to put you in the worst mood. Uh, P1 cleaner than your church shoes. Uh, so we all know this song, right? Mm-hmm. Huge hit. Massive, massive, massive. I will say this before we play the Yasmina song. The two yeah. of the producers that worked on her song already sued and received settlements, but she was left out of those lawsuits. Oh, serious? So there's a case to be made here. So this is Starboy, the we- uh, Starboy by the Weekend. Yeah. All right. And yeah. then here's Yasmina Huyo. Pearl of my life, if the God is what I adore. We escaped war and went from war. Or you gave me life to live for. She opened doors and closed my pain. Tell me anything I want to obtain. I don't know, man. It, the style of singing is very similar. Sure, but right? I don't know if you can sue for this, though. Like, listen. I know, but it also sounds like it also sounds like that pretty song. Um, pretty. What's that song called? Unpretty. Uh, yeah, yeah, by Pink, wasn't it? Oh. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, by TLC. It also sounds like that. You think so? Yes. I think so. I think this sound uh, this sounds more like Starboy than Unpretty. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Five million dollars? She's gonna get something. I, don't, I think she's gonna see some money. I was going through the story of how Nike sales, Nike sales, have gone up by sixty percent 
And Kaepernick? Yeah. Because of Kaepernick, which I'm all fine. I have no problem with Kaepernick protesting and doing his thing. I have no, I have no problem with that. And but the where I find everything just to be so backwards and weird is how quickly people forget about things. All those people that were showing up on red carpets and everything else, wearing Nike clothes, and oh my God, Nike's for the people, and Nike's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, did we all forget about that documentary, the behind the swoosh documentary that happened? where they blew up Nike's practices with sweatshops in Indonesia and how they were using the military to force these women who work in these sweatshops to take less money when the minimum wage went up in Indonesia. Like, we forget about all this. I, uh, that they consistently... I never they, saw that documentary, to be they, honest But with it's, you. this is a story that's been going on for 20 years with yeah. Nike. Like, they've been consistently given low ratings for their practices yeah. in their factories. And then they came out and said, we're going to take this seriously now. We're going to uh, make sure all these boxes are checked and we're going to do all this stuff. And even up until, like, last year, it's still going on. Like, the, the, the way that people are treated who sit there and make the shoes is terrible. Yeah. And yet you watch all these people being like, oh, my God, Nike is here. going to save the world. Nike cares so much about the people. It's wild to me. It's wild. Do what you want. Hire Colin Kaepernick. I don't care. I support the guy. I have no problem with that. But like we forget. It's really quick how people forget. Yeah. And how fast you go from giant capitalist corporations are ruining people's lives. And everyone by, being like, we hate you, we hate you, we, we hate you, you, we hate you, we hate you. And then all of a sudden they do something like this and all that is forgotten. It's a real wild situation. Let me read you. Let me read you this. Uh, so Nike received a C rating, and this is 2017 Damn. from the Ethical Fashion Report, showing no improvements over the 2016 ranking. Uh, Nike has minimal worker empowerment initiatives across its supply chain, and received the bottom score in relation to implementing a living wage or improving wages across its supply chain. Another report said that Nike workers, Nike workers, are still forced to work excessive hours in high pressure work environments, are not paid enough to meet most basic needs. Of of their children and are subject to harassment, dismissal, and violent intimidation if they try to form unions oh or God. tell journalists about the abuses in their factories. Like, this is this year these stories came out, right? Like, it's wild to me. Oh, my God. It's so wild that, like, when the new thing happens, right? Like, when the, whenever the new thing happens, we forget about all the old stuff because the new thing is what fills your timeline, like, it wasn't that long ago that these types of things would fill your timeline. Huffington Post would be all over it, and we'd all be burning our Nikes. <laughs> but it would be a Man. different group of people I've, burning their Nikes. I've spent so much money in the past 12 months. Everybody has. On Nike alone. Yes. Yeah. I saw Jim Carrey the other night on a talk show where he went on talking about, because he's a Canadian, he went on talking about the, the joys of socialism and, and how we, you know, America could should adopt all these sort of like social socialism practices. And then he put his feet up on the table and he's like, and look at that, but a brand new pair of Nikes, <laughs> right? So it's like, you forget these things. You it's totally, it's totally so, do. It's so wild to me. Roz and Mocha Q&A. Before we get to Ask Roz and Mocha. I just want to remind everyone, uh, when you're done listening to this episode, if you don't mind uh, shooting us a review and or rating, wherever it is you get your podcast from, I have three that I'd like to read to you, Roz. These three uh, just came in actually this week. One of them, the most recent, is 21 hours ago. Wow. 
Uh, five stars. Longtime fan. This is from Ann. I've been listening to Ronza Mocha since they started, and now that I don't spend much time listening to the radio in the morning, the podcasts have been amazing to listen to. You always bring tears to my eyes, and I can't help laughing out loud. Highly recommend. A couple days ago, somebody wrote, five out of five stars. Love you guys. Followed by fire emoji, followed by 100 emoji, 100 emoji. I like that. Ronza Mocha are the freaking best. Just makes my day a whole lot better. And now I can listen anytime I want with the podcast. Ronza Mocha just keeps getting better and better. Hell yeah. And uh, we'll end on this one. From Avril. Says uh, five stars again. Something to talk about. I love listening to the podcast at work and then talking to my husband about the show when I get home. This show always makes the day go by faster and keeps me in a positive mood. I even like listening to old podcasts as a pick-me-up. So check out those old episodes if you've not yet done so. There you uh, go. Thank you for that. I All like right. That. Ask Razamoka, podcast exclusive. Uh, so this is the part of the podcast where we get somebody who enjoys the podcast and enjoys the show to call in uh, and ask their question. And once a week, usually on Wednesdays, we'll post the As Raza Mocha pick up on Instagram. And that's the best place because Instagram is really the nicest place to do this. You put this on Twitter and people are going to ravage you for oh, a God. week and a half. I forget about Facebook. Yeah. So just go uh, follow us on uh, on Insta and then that's where you'll be able to ask your question. Then maybe, hopefully, yeah. you'll be able to join us in the at podcast. At Kiss925, by the way. Yeah, at uh, Kiss925. So uh, Sherry Thomas DiMuzio is on the phone with us. Hi, Sherry. Hello. How's it going today? All right. How are you? Good. What is your question? My question is, what do you do or how would you react if your spouse after almost two decades was going to make a large purchase but wanted you to sign a post-nup. So, is this you we're talking about? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) I assume. (laughs) Uh, So, how long have you and your husband been uh, married for? We've been together for 25 and been married for 18. Okay. 25 years. Now, since I was 15. Any time that during the, the, the marriage, have you talked about post-nuptials or before getting married did you talk about a prenup no not at all at all we so were, you guys we never were, had this conversation whatsoever no we were 23 and 25 so have you asked him why now does he want a, a post-nup for this one specific thing that he's looking to buy just because he feels that he's entitled to it if anything ever happened but what do you okay. mean if anything or sorry what does he mean if, if, if anything we, happened to our marriage sure sure then and, and, and post-nups are becoming far more popular and they are being recognized for a long time they weren't even recognized really it was a fight to get something put through in a court on a on a post nut um if when these things often happen is when a relationship is already rocky but you guys have decided at some point hey listen we got kids or we got a decent life why don't we work through things and while we're still kind to each other let's come up with a post-nup agreement and therefore we won't have to hate each other and fight each other in courts if this all does go sour or post-nups oftentimes are used for if one person in a relationship say cheats and then you take them back and you have full intentions of trying to work through things but you don't know if you're actually going to be able to work through things so at that point people do uh, a post-nup i don't know of a lot of stories where it's a great relationship it's not heading for disaster. Neither of you are worried. It's rock solid. And then one of you wants to purchase something and ask the other to sign a paper saying that if this all goes bad, you get nothing for it. Mm-hmm. Now, Sherry, have yeah. you and your husband had problems in the past or are you having problems now? 
Or like, how's the the, the no, marriage been? Not really, just usual. You know, ups and downs. Like yeah. nothing, no nothing serious, major. Nothing serious. Oh wait, I have oh, yeah, no cheating, no nothing that nobody yeah. asked yet. What is the purchase? Uh, his family business. His family business. Okay. Now, are there other people involved in that business? Other family members, or will will it be solely his? It'd be solely his. Okay. Um, I sort I sort of get that. I know I, I kind of know where he's coming from, but you know if you you will support him through getting that business through the ups and the downs and everything else. Uh, first, well, yeah, I've, I've I've worked there for the last fourteen years. First too. Thing, okay, so the first thing I will say, if, if anybody comes to you or anybody else listening right now and they want a post up, don't freak out and be like, "Oh my God, you're cheating on whatever it is." The marriage is going to disintegrate. First, figure out what they want to do. The the only thing that you really need to do when if somebody comes to you like your husband and asks for a post up is you need to go to a lawyer. Okay, you can't just sign something because what you never want to do in these situations, especially with a post nup, is you never want to sign something that is completely one sided. So your husband can say, Hey, I if we if this goes bad years down the road, there's a family business, my old man worked his ass off, I don't want to lose this to you in court or to anybody else. That's fine, but you can't sign something that's one sided. So you have to sign an agreement that evens that out. Right. So if he mm-hmm. get, if he gets the business, he has to be willing to give something else up that may be divided down the middle. Right. Right. That's how these things work. Have you thought so, about maybe uh, contacting a lawyer, Sherry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah? okay. It's, a, it's a legal document. And my philosophy on legal documents, right, is if somebody hands you something, right, that has been touched by a lawyer, hold it with the tips of two of your fingers. Don't look at it and just immediately hand it off to your lawyer. Mm-hmm. That's the only way these things work. And that's the only way you're going to feel comfortable about this. Yeah. Does that yeah. help, Sherry? It helps a bit. Yeah. It hurts, but you know. Yeah. No, it no, does. Yeah, it does hurt. For sure. It does But hurt. you have to have these conversations though, right? Yeah. I hear you. But you still got to have the conversation and uh, don't freak out if you got a rock solid marriage, you got a rock solid marriage, but he's got a lot of family history with this, you know, and you can, yeah. you can work this out. You guys can figure this out and everybody will be happy. Yeah. Just let the lawyers do the thing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Sherry. <laughs> I appreciate it. Take All care. Right, bye bye. This was intense. Wow. Post nups. Ay, post I don't need one of those. We're going to be together. Did you forever. guys have a prenup, Maury? No, we use post its. What do you mean? Like we just put post its on what's his and what's pink post its are mine, yellow post its right. are his. That's not legally binding. You know that. No, but we're going to be together forever. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I hope you are. I hope you are because it's great for the show. <laughs> Although, God, if you went through a divorce, that would be so amazing too. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, you want to know why that would suck? Because I'd be sleeping on your couch. No, you would not be sleeping on my couch. <laughs> you wish. More, your condo could catch fire and you wouldn't be sleeping on my couch. Ow. Zing. <laughs> why are you looking at me like you're upset? You wouldn't take me in for a night. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You live across the street from a hotel that always got rooms available. <laughs> yeah. You live in one of the we live in one of the, the biggest cities in North America. You can find a place to stay. Yeah, but okay, so uh, like I have to pay for a hotel room and dinner? I didn't burn your house down. <laughs> That's not on me. Terrible cooking that you do. Yeah, also, we're, like how do I, how is my couch above your father's couch? I'm going to go stay in Burlington. Yes, you would. That's what people do. When a, when a marriage breaks up or your house catches on fire, you go and stay with your parents. No, you go to your friend. All right, David Capiteo wants to know. Yeah. How can you get rid of annoying scrap collecting neighbors? Oh, geez, oh, that's very easy. specific. Easy. Now, do you think he is the neighbor? <laughs> or if he, <laughs> he wants to know if somebody's trying to get rid of him? Yes. I don't know. I mean, I always say, you know, I have a great relationship with 
all of my neighbors in my neighborhood except yeah. for I don't want to say a bad relationship, but it's complicated. Sure. Right? Fair enough. But anytime something happens where there is an issue that comes up, I will always uh, knock on the door and have a conversation with them. Yeah. And every single time I've ever done that and I've asked for something to be done, mm-hmm. that thing was done. Mm-hmm. So I think if you have a conversation with someone, um, although I do understand that there sometimes are neighbors who would just dead ass just slam the door in your face mm-hmm. right yeah and at that point i mean if if the scrap that is accumulating on the property is interfering with your property um i mean i don't know snitch call the city or something no you put a fake poster on their door with a cop logo on it and that's what that's what yeah. maury's done that by the way if you don't know maury's um put fake police letterhead on a, on a piece of paper and posted it. Which I'm pretty it on sure is a violation door. already. I'm sure, I'm sure you broke the law doing You broke a bigger law. <laughs> you, you could. Doing that. <laughs> and if your and neighbor's the cops park, on your door. And if your neighbors park too close to you, you dent their car. That's what Maury did the other day. Did he tell you that story? That somebody parked too close I'm to him? I'm going to tell so, Moko so, when I do so, something like that. So He's going to take just their side. Did. <laughs> Hold on, what? I took their side. I know, I can't I don't even it. know why you're bringing this up right now. Hold we'll on, talk about it though. So yeah, So the person who parks beside Maury and always parks beside Maury because it's their parking spot. Yeah. Parked too close, so Maury opened his door twice and hit their door. On purpose. On purpose. And dented it. I guess, did you? Well, it you? left a little dent, yeah, a little mark. Wait, but what about your car? What about my car? Like, aren't you worried about, like, any damage to your... Oh, it's just, like, this, the inside of the door frame or whatever. It, it, you can't see that. Right. Yeah. What a dick. And Maury, when he told well, me the story, well, he was the... so proud. No, he but... was so proud. He's like, oh my God, that person parked so close and this is what I did. Bam, bam. And I looked at him and I went, you are a terrible person. Yeah, that's horrible, man. So, but it's okay for them to get out of their car and know that their wheels are over the yellow line into my spot and I can't so even get what? into my yeah. car? How did that ruin your day, though? So Because so, I couldn't get into my car. So, oh, so, then... so the last time you talked to them about this, I've what never they... seen. I've that's never... the problem. Yeah, I don't know where they live. Leave a note on their door. Or leave a note on their car and say, hey, it's Maury. I live in uh, whatever, whatever unit. Uh, if you could, it'd be awesome, man. Like, you're a little bit over the line, and I sometimes get screwed uh, getting in and out of my car. Don't want to damage my car. Certainly don't want to damage your car. Can you just be mindful of that? Thanks. Is it too late to do that now? Yeah, I would say. Uh, but this wow. is the problem. Is that no neighbor, we don't hold, like even you in a condo, Maury, let's see, consider it a neighborhood. Mocha, your neighborhood, my neighborhood, everything else. Everybody now goes from their car into the garage, from the garage into the house. Nobody talks to anybody and there's so much animosity and there's so many fantastic ways now whether it's through an app or through a number you call on your cell phone or send a text to snitch on people and nobody ever goes to just knock on a neighbor's door and say yo your place is a horrific mess looks like a junkyard back here uh, what's the deal? Yeah, because you, people you, are afraid to do that now because you don't know how they're going to no, react. It's not that people are afraid to do it. People don't know how to do that anymore. Just have a conversation. People don't know how to have conversations with people anymore. You would rather, Maury, take out your rage and slam your car door into somebody else's car door than have a conversation with that person because you feel better slamming your door into their car than you would after maybe achieving something out of a conversation. Because then what comes out of a conversation? Exactly. Okay. Resolution? Yeah, exactly. What else we got? Okay, Here's Chantel. some heavy topics today. Jeez. I know. Okay, Chantel. She says, uh, biggest fan from Calgary. Yo, shout out to Calgary. Thank nice. you for listening, Chantel. Uh, biggest fan from Calgary. How did you know your significant other was, quote, the one? Oof. Was it a specific moment or a series of things that they checked off your list? How did you know, Roz, that Catherine was the one? 
Ugh, I mean, this is such a deep story again. It's like a heavy story. It's not a fun story. No, I thought there was a great story where you both went and got the same tattoos. No, no, no. That no, was that after. happened way after. That, that happened way after. That happened way after. After I was a complete jerk for a while. Um, oh my god. Okay, so I was. Do you want to bypass that one, and we'll just talk about the story of how you and I <laughs> each knew that we were the one for each other? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of us is going to cry. It's either going to be me telling this story or Maury when we tell our story. One, somebody's crying today. Somebody's going to cry today. <laughs> What's the matter, Maury? Are you okay? I'm never the one. Oh, I know you're not the one. But you have like, to be okay with that. But it's always that. Mocha that does that because he loves included, the pain. But you're included, though. But you're included. It's, it's not like I'm you're included. I'm included as the guy that's going to cry. Right, but you do cry. Which is fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't cry. You're allowed to cry. Let's tell our wonderful story, Mo. Okay. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking, Maury. Let's not make Maury uh, cry here. Big fan from Ottawa. Favorite cheat meal. Oh. oh. Okay. Wait, so we're just going to bypass the one story? I mean, I, I, here's the thing with me and Mocha, and with, with our story, um, is that I knew Mocha was my one before Mocha knew I was his one. Uh-huh. Right. I, I wanted to okay. I wanted to get it on, and then Mocha played hard to get, and then I basically had to beg him to come get it on. Okay, so should we actually tell the story? Because this question has come up a lot in previous weeks of how the two of us got together to do this show. Yeah, and it's it's fairly so. The, the, this radio station was a different station, and it, and it became the station that it is today. And they didn't have anybody hired to do it. And I, we had both worked for this company um, previously. And so when I knew that they were doing this, I had never done a radio show before. And I called the boss who was working here at the time. And I was like, listen, I really want to do this. I, I, you need, listen, I just want you to trust me, take a huge chance on me, and just let me do this. If I fail, I already have another job. I get a great job. I'm on a television show. So if I fail, it's no big deal. You can fire me and not even feel guilty about it. No problem. And the station had no ratings. It was zero. There was not one person listening. And it was the epitome of started from the bottom. Started from the bottom. And then, so she said yes. And then Mocha was working for a station in where? Kitchener? In Kitchener, yeah. And then they were like, hey, who would you love to do your show with? And I didn't really know anybody. I just knew who I didn't like. Oh. And who I didn't like was the vast majority of people. So hold on a second. Just to throw in there the fact that I was hired to yes. come back to this station the same time Roz was hired to work for this station. Yeah. The only difference is that Roz was hired to do the morning show. Right. I was hired to do the afternoon show. Right. So my position was going to be Monday to Friday, 2 to 7 p.m. Which is a sweet job. Which was, I had, was hours. doing a, a morning show at a previous radio station in Kitchener. And uh, I was looking forward to not having to wake up at like yeah. three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Right. And then, so I started going through tape of, of everybody and then everybody was applying and they, everybody wanted to be on the station and, and, and to do this show. Everybody wanted to do this show. If people who in companies right now would know who of their employees were dying, tripping over themselves to come and do this show, they'd be really upset. Uh, so we, I listened to everybody's tape and uh, nobody stood out and I hated everybody else. And then the only tape that blew me away was I listened to Mocha doing his show from the other station. I was like, that's the guy. This is the guy. And Mocha and I knew each other sort of from before. And I was like, this is the guy. And then I talked to the boss and I was like, call Mocha and tell him that we want him to do this show. And then we can all celebrate. And because it was a slam dunk. And then so they, she called Mocha and they were like, hey, Mocha, guess what? We want you to do the morning show, the morning show with Roz. And Mocha was like, no, I'm good. 
(laughs) (laughs) And there was no backup plan. There was no plan B. Yeah. There was just no plan B. And then after that conversation, Mocha sat on his decision for, I don't know how long. I don't know, like two weeks. Two weeks. Because you and I had, I think, two conversations on the phone. And I had a couple of conversations with our boss. Yeah. Where I was just like straight up no. Yeah. And then I'll never forget, there was one day I was at my parents' place and we were watching TV and I was thinking about the whole situation, everything, right? Yeah. Because I, like, legit, fresh out of college, started my career at this radio station on this frequency on a format that I love. And I love, like, love, love, love this radio station. And I was thinking about it and I was like, you idiot. Yeah. Like, here you are getting an offer to do a morning show, like, a morning show yeah. on a massive, massive radio station in a top five market in all of North America. Yeah. This will never, ever happen. You idiot. And I got up, ran out of the house. You'd think I was on fire. Yeah. Picked up my phone and I called our boss. I was like, listen, if this position is still available, I want it. I apologize for being an idiot. And then, uh, and then, and then the show happened. And at the time, um, Catherine was pregnant. My girlfriend was pregnant with our kid. I had a job offer uh, to go to California And I was debating between all that stuff, whether we were going to move to California and have our kid in California um, or stay at ET Canada Entertainment Tonight. And and I really want and then this opportunity came up to do to do this when they said yes. And so we we gave up on everything, all the dreams of going to California, all that stuff uh, for this and for the show. And then two years later, we had known Maury. Um, because he had been producing other shows for people that we knew and he was really great and worked really hard and was, and was funny and was talented. And then I saw Maury on the street one day right in front of the building that we work in. And he was out doing something. He was, he was working for the other show, this other show. And, uh, and I saw Maury and I was like, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, you know, I'm just like doing this and I'm going out and I'm getting this story done and I'm going to talk to these people. I'm going to go talk to these people. He's like, you know, man, I work really hard for that station. I would do the same for you. And I was like, man, hint, hint, hint. hint. And, I, and I came up and I remember the next day we had a meeting and I was like, I ran into, I ran into Maury and he's working for the other show. And I'm like, I think he was hinting that he wanted to come and work with us. Like I really, really do, and then that's when they called Maury and uh, and offered uh, and offered Maury a job to come and join the show. And that's the story of the Razamoka show. And that's the story, right? And how long was that for you? What's that? Seven years now? Um, seven years and three quarters. Yeah, you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? You don't remember no. that conversation, do I you? I really don't. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing, can I just say something <laughs> on the podcast? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> there are so many people who have taken credit for bringing me here. It's so funny. Like who? Like there are other other people who are like, no, I mentioned it to to the to the boss. Oh, like who? Like who? Can you beep this, Mocha? Yeah, you can beep it. We're not going to put names, but who? Oh. Are you kidding me? Yeah, she claims that oh, she's geez. responsible oh. for me to come no, here. No, Maury, you Get and I, had, you and I had a conversation. Yeah, and out in front, and you were, you were, uh, I assumed at the time, unhappy with where you were or ready to make a move. And that's exactly what I said after we had that conversation where you said, you know, you work really hard and, you know, you would do the same for, you would do the same for me. Shit, I remember is what that you was. said. Yes. Canadian Music Week. We're right. In the, in the media room there. Right. Yeah. Actually, no, it was right in front of this building here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you don't remember. <laughs> I just remember uh, and then I came up, I it was the next sh- day. We talked about shampoo. I don't know about that, Mark. We really <laughs> you, didn't. You know yeah, what? We really I'm going to say maybe you did because yeah. it is Maury. Yeah. Uh, and then I came up and I said, God, I really 
really think, I, I think we should call him because I don't think he's happy because I don't think somebody who's truly happy or not ready to make a move would have that conversation. I'm like, just call him and, and, and feel him out to see if he would be willing to make a move. And then they called you. And who was the next person that called you? It would be you. Me? Yeah. Right. Ah, you guess. Oh, you don't no. remember. No, because we went for, we had a, in the most quickest drink I've ever had right. at the Loose Moose. Yeah, and I, and I said, listen, I said, Maury, this is a, all these decisions are huge decisions. Don't make this based on any sort of uh, emotional uh, decision, meaning don't chase happiness. I'm like, you got to go home. You got to talk to Matthew, who was your fiance at the time. I'm like, this is a family decision. Go home. We want to make sure you're comfortable and that Matthew's comfortable with this and that you're okay and you're coming in clean and you're not making this decision for the, all the wrong reasons and you're, you're coming into this you know, full on with your, with your heart and your head into it. And uh, so oh. we gave you a little bit of time, which was, I think, two hours. <laughs> and then uh, Maury called back and, and accepted well, the job. Matthew, Matthew said yes before I did because he's right. like, why would you continue to work for someone that calls you at three o'clock in the morning asking for free beer? Right. Your old <laughs> employer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was that. And that's, the, that's sort of the story of the show. Yeah. Really. I mean, there's not much else to it, and there's no real philosophy of the show. There's no secrets. Like, it's not like we have something that we don't, you know, divulge on on this. We're we're fairly open. We do very little talking, Mocha and I, uh, when we're not on the air. I, I think, try. I, I think that we've been out socially because this is another thing that comes up a lot: is how often do you Mocha hang out? And I and I think we figured out not that long ago that in the nine years of doing this show, you and I socially have been out how many times? Twice. Twice. I think it was twice. Twice. Once uh, before we started the show. No, three times because with our. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, twice alone, and then twice with our wives. Yes. Right. So twice alone, Moke and I have been out outside of this show. Twice in nine years. We've seen yeah. each other socially two <laughs> times in nine years where we said, hey, do you want to get together and have a drink tonight? One of the times, by the way. So the first time was the before we even did the show. Yeah, it was a week before we launched the show. And it was we met up and was like, hey, so we're doing this show. It was yeah. like, yeah, how do you want to do the show? And we're like, I don't know. We'll just go on, turn on the microphones and have fun and just talk to each other. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. And then that was it. Well, I hope that's interesting for people. Do you wanna, um, you're not going to mention when I showed up at your house with chicken? No. Does that count as hanging no, out? No, it doesn't hang No, it doesn't, Maury. weird. No. <laughs> um, That's a premise of a horror movie right uh, yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, are your wives friends? Yeah, I think that... Yeah. Um, yeah, Catherine really likes Jenna, I think, they, right? They, yeah. they text. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, they text. Um, here, Okay, here we go. Let's end on this one. Okay. Mark wants to know, everyone has one thing they enjoy in secret, a.k.a. guilty pleasures. What would you say your guilty pleasures are? Like guilty pleasure? Like it can be like, are we talking food? Or are we just talking an activity? Or so I made I made a list of a couple of things. Oh, you did? Yeah. You came prepared so every, for class. Everybody, I did not. Everybody knows I have a sweet tooth, right? Yeah. So chocolate and candy right there. I also, this is going to be so weird. Yeah. I really like the smell of the vent outside of the house when the laundry is going. Yeah. You know when the dryer's going? Yeah, I do. I know that smell. So that smell, yeah. I friggin' love. I would stand in front of that vent really? and just have all that steam hit me in the face. Really? Huh? I love that smell so yeah. much. Dude, wow. That smell scares me. I also love the smell uh, after I cut the grass. Love that. Right? Fresh yeah. cut grass. Uh, and I also, after I take a shower and get dressed and everything, okay, this is so weird, I love yeah. the feeling of a cute, 
a Q-tip in my ear as I'm like... Eargasms. The people have those. Oh, people love that. I look forward to that. You when do. I'm in the shower, I'm like, I can't wait to get that Q-tip in my ear. I would say guilty... I don't have a lot of guilty pleasures, but I will say that I love the feeling every now and then, maybe once a year, I take the... I have a really good electric trimmer, and what I do is I just take my leg hair down almost to nothing. I don't shave it fully off with a razor, but I take it right down. And then I'll put a loose pair of pants on after that, like a pair of gray jogging you pants. You in loose pants. Yeah, a pair of like Mr. gray, pair of gray jogging pants. Yeah. It's like I have brand new legs. They're magic <laughs> legs. When you take down all the leg hair on your legs and then put a soft pair of loose pants on, on over top, trust me, gentlemen, there is no feeling like it. It makes your day. That's a guilty pleasure I have. Maury, quickly. Okay, I have two guilty pleasures. One would have to be arm tickles. Yeah. I love tickling my arm and the sensation. Right. Yeah, he does it. He tickles his own oh, arm. Oh, yeah, you tickle your own yeah. arm. Yeah, because when, yeah. when you do it like this, it's like the tickle is like, oh my God, where's it coming from? But you from? can't tickle yourself, though. That's, science no, you says can. you cannot. Well, okay. science anyway. is wrong. Okay. And I love yeah. the smell of new... <laughs> oh, no. You say oh, no. new or nude? New. New. New what? I love this. It's called patent pending. I love the smell of new plastic toys. <laughs> <laughs> so, like when I met my little brothers, I'm like, oh, let me smell that for uh, uh, there you go. That's uh, that's Ask Razamoka. Oh my God! Thank you so much. Do you want to tickle my arm? No, we do not. Um, we'll do this uh, every week and get your questions in. It all goes down on Instagram. We usually post up the picture on Wednesdays. Yeah, uh, at Kiss Nine Two Five. No, go. I don't ruin it. You were just funny. Uh, you were just funny. Now as you're not funny soon as anymore. we're done this episode, if you don't mind, again, <laughs> uh, rating and review anywhere it is you get the Razamoka Show podcast. From. All right. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com or on the KISS 92.5 app.